0: (laughs) the world is getting crazier people are acting more and more insane the end of the world is tomorrow 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 Tomorrow. there's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart listen to basil and as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of bible prophecy you are listening to canary cry news talk
1: you're listening to Canary Cry News Talk. Today is September 14th, 2020. This is episode 242. And today, Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> and you know me. I'm not a dinosaur hunter, but I am your best buddy, Basil.
2: And this is Gans, Dinosaurs were Nephilim. And welcome to another <laughs> episode where we go live. Uh, we're live on a whole bunch of platforms, YouTube, DLive, Twitch, Periscope, and Facebook. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. If you are live, thank you guys for listening. If you're listening afterwards to the clear version of the audio on RSS, yeah, it's that's so the best beautiful. way to probably I know. consume the show. It
1: is, it is, but it's not live. So we get it. Yeah, we get know. it. It's a trade-offs. It's like buying a car, you know. It's just all trade-offs. You gotta figure out what's gonna work best for you. Sure. Um, Gons, I'm. I love the title. Love the <laughs> title of the show. I'm pretty sure we're gonna get uh, mega mega banned for having Soros in the title, but I just could not. Uh, could not argue. Yeah. Uh, you're a genius, a gentleman, <laughs> and a scholar. Uh, and with that said. I've actually been watching uh, Jurassic Park over again the whole series recently, oh, past few weeks. Okay. Yeah, I've been doing a little Sunday uh little Sunday Jurassic Park um rewatch. And I don't know if this is the right thing to do, <laughs> but I've been working on my dinosaur noises. Oh. Um, yeah. And I was wondering if maybe I could uh, I could do it on the show. Uh, sure. <laughs> it's gonna be.
2: <laughs> this is either a great idea or a horrible idea. We'll, we'll that's find kinda out. How
1: I feel too. It's either gonna be horrible or uh, or hopefully you know if we have all our settings dialed, it'll sound okay. Okay, so um, let
2: me. Uh, this is some ambiance noise for you. It's about yeah twenty seconds of uh, of a nighttime ambiance. I don't even know what that means, but here we go.
1: I'm gonna do a couple. Oh yeah, that's good. Okay. I'm going to do a couple, and uh, I want people in the chat to let me know what they think. I realize that this is a little bit different from how we usually start the show, <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> we're all family here, and we're having fun. If you're new to the show, don't worry. It gets better after this. Um, so, here we go. Here are my dinosaur impressions. This is my Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, from uh, from uh, Jurassic Park, the original one. Okay? Okay. So, imagine a Tyrannosaurus Rex... Uh, Just really letting it loose. Okay. I'm going to try to do it further away from the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) My cat ran away. She didn't like that. So that was
2: Tyrannosaurus Rex. Not bad. Not bad. I will say It wasn't my
1: best one. I'm a little cold right
2: now. I didn't do my (laughs) warm-ups. You need to warm up your throat. Yeah, brings me back to my screamo days. You know, I used to be a yeah. lead singer of a screamo band. I used
1: to. It's good. You get the same sort of catharsis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, and I have one more. This is from uh, Jurassic World. Uh, <laughs> well, it's various. This is from various Velociraptors. We're
2: getting never again, please, in the chat. <laughs> in the chat. <laughs>
1: Uh, this is various Velociraptors throughout the series, um, but specifically in the first Jurassic World, uh, where the the raptors really played a really played a role in. in the, they're a lot about their communication. Okay, so, hold on. Here we go. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ooh,
0: ooh. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs>
2: I like the uh, the little, um, you know, the yeah. the skips, the little.
1: Well, they ma- yeah, they made a big deal about how the, the Raptors are so smart and they can communicate with each other. And they really put a lot of energy into giving the Raptors different noises. Um, so I'm not sure what I just said in Raptor, but it was <laughs> directly from the script.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Well, Thanks, everybody. Right, I'm Show's seeing, over. I'm seeing... Shows come to an end. We're done. <laughs> I'm generally seeing support in the chat. <laughs> General so. support. Okay.
1: Generally supportive. I'm getting some good criticism, some constructive criticism. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you very much for humoring me, everybody. You know, and if it's your first time listening to the show, I apologize.
2: One of the things that I've always wanted to be is a Foley, you know, for a movie which Me is the, the people who make the sound effects for movies, like the mm-hmm. crunching sound of shoes on, on the, you know, the pavement or whatever. And uh, I've actually seen the, the, the creation of the T-Rex sound design and it's a whole bunch of stuff. It's like a car yeah. crash and like different animals and it's all blended together for this massive roar. Uh, yeah. but, uh, who needs that when you have Basil behind the mic? It's true. Just- I could just do it.
1: <laughs> Ep, Ep88, Mr. E Babylon in chat says he's withdrawing his Patreon support. <laughs> 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 oh no. Sorry. Yeah. Um, another fun fact, uh, I believe it was, uh, Chewy, no, that's Chewbacca that was its in own Star Dinosaur. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, it just comes out now. Um, Chewbacca had uh, l- pigs is his na- his right. uh, sound, original sound was based on pigs. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into the show. What do you think? I can't deal with it right now, Basil. <laughs> let's uh, hit that Flippy Update.
0: Flippy Update. Do you want fries with that.
1: Okay, so uh, Flippy update. For those who don't know, Flippy is the colloquial name for the disembodied robot arms that are taking our jobs, uh, enslaving our children, and frankly, flirting with our spouses. Uh, we use it as a conversation, not just about disembodied robot arms, but exactly how robots are making their way into our lives, no matter Uh, you know, whether we want them to or not flippy, the original burger flipping robot promising to change the face of burger joints forever. Um, but today is a little, a little different. Uh, this is kind of a macro flippy update, but, uh, let's get into it. This is from arm.com. Very, uh, uh, it's, it just makes sense. Arm.com next generation robots powered by ARM. So no longer is Flippy just an ARM. He's powered by ARM. As part of the ARM Made Possible series, we recently got to know the team at Misty Robotics, led by the visionary, visionary Ian Bernstein. Or is it Bernstein? Bernstein
2: uh-oh. or Bernstein? In
1: Bernstein. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Misty Robotics' mission is to put a robot in every school home, and workplace, and they're well on their way. The team has created and launched the the world's first professional-grade platform robot, which gives developers, educators, and researchers access to a powerful platform for robotic development that can be customized to their needs, focus areas, and customer demand. Where once the world of robotics was accessible only to roboticists, this 14th Uh, 14-inch feet of innovation is what Bernstein Bernstein calls, quote, the key to unlocking the future of robots. An ideal personal robot. It's ideal, Gons. An ideal personal robot. Misty can be programmed in any language and no experience in robotics is needed. It bridges the gap between hardware and software, giving the world's 23 million developers, which seems low to me, but 23 million coders in the world, uh, or anyone comfortable with code even more of an opportunity to pave the way toward the future tech. This game-changing robot's name is Misty, and her tools include a pre-built command center, skill runner, and API explorer, all accessible through a UX-friendly SDK interface. Since her launch, developers have been actively building skills for use cases that span everything from elder care, inventory data collection, and home property inspection, the environmental monitoring, aut- uh, whoa, to environmental monitoring, autism therapy, and Personal engagement. That is a wide net of uses. Uh, powered by ARM technology from head to wheels, ARM Cortex A processors are at the heart of MISTI, running machine learning, multi microphone voice processing, and mul- uh, simultaneous localization and mapping. Uh, little acronym uh, for that SLAM cool.
2: You running slam, S- bro?
1: Slime, running <laughs> slam. slam. On your robots? Simultaneous localization and mapping. Uh, Roomba really slams. Uh, while Cortex-M processors are found in the control systems, powering her movement and motor control, among other things, Misty is one of the many examples of where ARM technology is going a step further and playing its part in bringing the autonomous world to life. Ooh. A little bit of info about ARM processors. Eh, Yeah, we'll just go through. ARM processors are pervasive in robotics across every industry. And then in various compute elements within each robot, they power everything from the path planning and safety systems in self-driving vehicles to sensors that enable vibration analytics in industrial applications. The best in class performance per watt in drones used by emergency response services. It's this pervasiveness, pervasiveness that has seen arm pivot somewhat in our approach to creating this technology. This is especially true in the machine learning realm, which powers so much of robotics today. ARM has always focused on pairing the best compute solution to a given workload. In the emerging field of autonomous robotics, we're looking across all forms of compute and the necessary software to enable developers to get the best out of that computing power. ARM's highly collaborative way of working is key to helping us power progression and innovation across a multitude of industries, particularly the burgeoning autonomous sector. We're working with key OEMs, Tier 1s, autonomous technology providers, and the broader ecosystem to bring the processing power necessary for devices within this realm to connect, communicate, and make decisions of their own. This is our way of helping build an autonomous future for a broad range of applications from autonomous robotics to autonomous vehicles. Through the combination of ARM's Cortex CPUs, Mali GPUs, ML processors, and our software ecosystem autonomous devices of tomorrow, will have the power to sense, perceive, decide, and actuate, not unlike their cousin Misty. So there's a lot in there, Gons, but uh, the main story is Misty being developed by Misty Robotics. Uh, Just to put it in simple language, it is a a very powerful robot, but it's like a platform. So it's more like uh, they're making the 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 programming of robots. Uh, especially autonomous and AI and all the kind of spooky stuff. Um, they are br- making it easier for a normal person uh, to uh, program and create, you know, the life of an autonomous robot. And this is kind of akin to, you know, in, in, in the world view that we kind of hold on this show, sometimes playfully, sometimes seriously. Um, you know, this is kind of like, uh similar to hey we created this bomb that anybody can have and play with go ahead kids you don't even need bomb experience it'll just you know you'll figure it out um and uh, making it available to program in any language is also a pretty uh impressive feat there there's this is what this is how the movie starts this is how the robotic takeover movie starts You know, you can consider just to get like really sensational and alarmist here. I'm just going to admit it, uh, you know, uh, giving, uh, I don't know, ISIS the ability to program machine learning and and, uh, robots to to do whatever they want them to do. This is really setting uh, it's creating a an ecosystem of wildlife Uh, That we just don't know what people will do with this. And it's a little bit spooky considering what people are already doing (laughs) without it being so easy.
2: Well, you have Miso Robotics and now you have Uh Misty Robotics. I know there's something there, isn't it? Uh, But also, this is more so like almost like the WordPress was for websites where, Mm -hmm. you know, it was really kind of difficult and challenging. You had to know a whole bunch of stuff to Put up a website at the beginning, you had to know how to code and and right. do a whole bunch of stuff. But then yeah. WordPress and Blogspot, a couple of these platforms, Squarespace. Came Squarespace later on, they came out to make it very easy for anybody to to tap into the power of making websites. And then it was up to the people to create whatever they want, whether it's mm-hmm. false information, whether it's you know unsavory material, whatever it was, they had the radicalization ability to do it. zones. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, this is what you're tapping into there with the idea of a bomb example is very similar to that, where people are going to take this and they're going to be able to create whatever they want with the robot. And mm-hmm. you know, if there is uh, any silver lining to to this concept, we should get you know young believers out there to to code mm-hmm. you know Bible stuff or like Bible speaking Ev- evangelism robots, evangelism robots,
1: which you <laughs> you can send it. <laughs> okay, okay imagine this it's a uh, it's like a a, a riot yes uh, whether it's black lives matter or adjacent uh, radicals you know the antifa riot going on and uh, you want to go in and uh, evangelize well you can't so like a police you know bomb defusing robot you send in your little evangelism robot that'll just <laughs> cruise around the riot and uh, tell people about jesus that little sucker will not survive but uh well, yeah, it's that's- better than having to go in yourself
2: that was kind of my point is that in the uh in the apocalypse it will not survive especially uh, given certain prophecies there but also you know that's one way maybe in it, as things unfold we fight back or at least for the time being and then uh we can use the robot uh personhood argument to be like hey mm. you're gonna destroy this robot even though you don't yeah. like what it's saying, that's
1: violence, man.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> you can't. And and again, okay, now we're going deep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we talk about the the personhood of robots. There's a big movement to consider, you know, uh, uh, um, sufficiently autonomous robots as people. Mm-hmm. Uh, get, you know when they're making their own decisions, they got to be legally liable for their own stuff, um, stuff like that. Uh yeah, but now if one of these sort of autonomous robots gets beat up in a riot, that's assault, baby. That's not that's not destruction of property. That is a uh, destruction of person if the robot is now a person. Right. So, yeah, they'll have to be legally liable. That's uh, first degree assault and oh god forbid anything uh mortal this robot takes a mortal wound that's uh that's homicide baby yeah um i think it's funny how it's so cute they always make them so cute yeah you got the picture there it's the cutest little little munchkin i've ever seen yeah and, uh, that's how they get you
2: the other irony is uh powered by arm but this little robot mm-hmm. really doesn't yep. have arms
1: army robot army, army. Okay. just just spouting nonsense now. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So there you go. That's uh, that's the the flippy update. It's uh, it's uh, who knows what'll come of this, but we gotta pray that it uh, doesn't fall into the wrong hands. This cute little sucker can become an agent of chaos.
2: Couple uh, really. Kind of intense flippy updates the last couple episodes. I feel like, yeah. From the I know, you know, to AI writing its own article talking about how he can't help himself destroy humanity to uh, a robot company admitting that they're gonna get into every school, home, and workplace. I know. Well, see, and that's the thing with
1: the Flippy updates. A lot of people, you know, they kind of don't get it. They want us to be like super intense and and spooky in our show. You know, we like to take it a little bit lighter. And but if you take the history of the Flippy updates, uh, it really shows why we've been doing it because it started out with, oh my gosh, this robot can flip a burger. How cute! (laughs) This will revolutionize hamburgers. And then you know, through the years of Flippy updates, it's like, oh. This robot is going to literally take over the world yeah. and be influenced by any crazy person who uh, can afford to just get their hands on one.
2: Yep. Yep, we'll keep track of it. There's other uh we do have another sort of cybernetic cyborg type of story later on after the break today, but for the mm-hmm. time being, let's uh let's get updated on a few things here. Let's do it. is the number of completion of the great war 33 updates oh well, no we don't have 33 updates but a whole bunch of headlines with 33 and <laughs> it's a lot of updates That's a lot of updates uh this is espn.com georgia southern has 33 football players inactive due to coronavirus comma other issues Ooh, yeah so uh i don't really care about that other than 33 football players and you know football being a uh, A major Illuminati outlet and advertising. (laughs) Sure. More 33 headlines. This is from ABC7NY.com. 33 guns traded for cash, taken off streets of New York City. Whoa, that's
1: weird. That's not
2: enough. Why is
1: they bragging
2: about that? Organizers, Organizers say a gun buyback event in a part of Brooklyn that has long struggled with violent crime was a success. Officials say 33 guns were taken off the, the street thanks to the event at St. Paul Community Baptist Church on Saturday. Yeah, mm. there you go. Safer oh, wow. streets thanks to mm. 33 guns traded in for cash. Wow. Uh, if that's not like signaling from the elite. We're totally. <laughs> it's like gun trading for cash. Yeah. Uh, 33. I mean, yeah,
1: anyway. And and like why that's not even that many. No, that's not that <laughs> like, many. Like that's like why one would you even brag
2: about yeah, that's like one guy's arsenal. <laughs> yeah, I was going to
1: say, I know, <laughs> I know guys who that's uh, like th- just what they keep in their bedroom <laughs> safe.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it's a success, given especially given the kind of uh, violent eruptions taking place just on the streets of New York in the last few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of ridiculous to to even report yeah. that. And another 33 update, this was actually uh, updated to 35 or 36 as time went on, but uh, I think it's WLKY.com winds become a worry as death toll reaches 33 from West Coast fires, and I don't know why they decided, you know, 33 was the number to report because, uh, again, it went up. I think it's like 35, 36 now, but... You know, got to do the headline with the thirty-three. Gotta to signal it right to the, at thirty-three. Uh, yeah, yeah. Got to signal to the controllers. Quick, get
1: the story out yeah. before <laughs> before there's more. Before before it changes. Yeah, and yeah. actually,
2: a couple of the headlines from other outlets did update it. Uh, I did see them as links. You know, the link said thirty-three, and then I clicked on it, and it said thirty-five. So, ah, yeah, yep, yep. And uh, you did you have did you want to share that thirty-three update of yours? While yeah here.
1: I don't think it's gonna work, especially after I already uh, invaded the show with my <laughs> dinosaur impressions. Okay. So I was gonna make it like a whole segment but uh, but I don't know.'ll we'll, we'll just start we'll run at it see what happens. Uh, this was a 33 update that got delivered straight to my phone and it's from BuzzFeed.com and it said 33 cheap add-ons that'll help make things you already own better. And it's one of these lists uh, that basically, you know, they they grab uh, cheap Amazon doodads how, and how like, old, you got to get this. It'll make your life so much better.
2: How old is the article? Because I'm trying to look that up and the only one I can find is 31 cheap add-ons that, that'll make help. Oh, funny. Yeah, from BuzzFeed. Funny.
1: No, it was... Posted 23 hours ago, updated three hours ago. Oh, okay. So it's new. Yeah. Oh, here I just go. searched right. 33 cheap add-ons that'll help you. Um, so I don't know. Let me just scroll. Uh, they have things like the first one is uh, some LED lights that you attach to your TV, that uh shine different colored lights uh there is one that really i think the new world order is really trying to uh influence us with and it is a set of toaster friendly bags that instantly transform your toaster into a frying pan Ah. that's right they're perfect for whipping up an ooey gooey grilled cheese when you can't really imagine the whole stove thing um so yeah that's gonna you know that might be the mark of the beast right there (laughs)
2: yeah Uh. mark of the toast
1: yeah, um, then there—I don't know. It's yeah. There's not enough here to do a whole segment, but um, hold on. There was one. Oh, this one's great. Number six. It's just—they're uh, called chair socks. Oh yeah. And they're—they're they're socks that you put on the bottom of your chair so it doesn't screech across the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they look like little kitty paws. I,
2: I have these at home. This is a, this is an old Japanese trick. It's just making their it's round to the uh, the west here.
1: You know, it's funny. Somebody actually gave me these last Christmas. So I have a couple bar stools that have little kitty feet. Very cute. Yeah. Um, anyways. Nah. Okay. We're done. We ca- Oh, this was a great one actually. This one really caught my eye. What number? Number tw- Number 12. Okay. It's a pack of button extenders that immediately add a whole inch of breathing room <laughs> for two tight pants. <laughs> Extra comfort or planning ahead when you go to the buffet. Let's be real. We've all unzipped mid-dinner.
2: This is So a- yeah.
1: Add an extra inch to your your waistline there. This is a which I could definitely use those.
2: This is just the the cannibals fattening us up
1: and making it okay. <laughs> yes. Yes, eats my eat pretties. Us. Yeah.
2: All right. Anything else? <laughs> no. here? Okay. Let's move on <laughs> okay. now. This is there's nothing there. All right. Okay. Well, we got a couple uh, quick updates on the whole Rona situation. First one here is from the New York Times and I got one of those things that doesn't allow me to read the, the actual headline AstraZeneca partly resumes coronavirus that's all I can oh, read they're back. yeah I think it had something to do with uh, uh, testing resuming in the UK and not in the mm-hmm. US but, so whatever uh,
1: their major side effect event uh, that happened, they figure it's
2: safe to continue? Apparently. But I don't know because the New York Times wants me to pay them and uh, give them their email address to read the article, which... Come on, New York Times. Yeah, new York Times, whatever. Uh, but an even more important update. Uh, this is from CBSNews.com. Canada reports no new deaths from coronavirus for the first time since March. Whoa, where is this? Canada, you know? Whoa, Our friends up north. Yeah, what's going on in Canada? Canada reported no new deaths from COVID-19 on Friday for the first time in six months. The last time the country reported no new deaths from the virus on March 15th at the, or what? No new deaths from the virus on March 15th at the start of lockdown in North America due to the pandemic. As of Friday evening, over 6 million people had been tested for COVID-19 in Canada, 2.1%, which came back positive. Some 702 new cases were reported on Friday, but no new deaths, the Public Health Agency of Canada reported. Uh, According to the Public Health Agency of Canada, Quebec reported one new death on September 11th, but Ontario removed a previously reported death. Came back to life, Basil. Uh, That meant the number of deaths reported, 9,163, remained unchanged Mm -hmm. from the previous day. You know, uh, what what do you what what is going on where they're like oh we had one death uh, uh, never mind let's reverse that death so we have no deaths in Canada well what's that's what's, very uh, interesting what's Trudeau doing over there that's that's making the illuminati leaders all happy they're like hey we'll yeah. give you the headline
1: well it seems like a yeah it seems like a Canada PR situation um, since march i mean what is that 4 months ago That's more Five, than 5 6 by august february march i'm bad i always mix up march and may yeah yeah, it's like six months or something. Yeah. Uh, five months. Six. Um, okay.
2: <laughs> three Three plus six is nine. We're in the ninth month of the year. Math. You're
1: right. You're right. We're in the, okay, okay. Um, so six months. Yeah, no deaths in six months. That's pretty crazy. Uh, I mean, compared to the rest of the world. And when you're talking about taking down a previous death, you know, one of the big problems, obviously, we've had in the U.S. is the coding issue. Yeah. And, um, the comorbidities issue for reporting the deaths. So I wonder if they just have their coding straightened out or, you know, they're not (laughs) reporting comorbidity deaths or yeah, maybe some sort of miracle happened (laughs) or woke up in the morgue. It's happening. It's happening. We
2: did report that story of the, the girl that, that came back to life in the death bag or whatever. I mean, we have
1: people in America who have been dead for seven months dying of COVID uh, <laughs> suddenly. You know, did you hear that story? Yeah. The guy, yeah, yeah. I think his like, mom died or something right. back in February or January, and then he got a COVID notice. positive test showing yeah. up for her. That's ridiculous. It's like, what? I, yeah, I just so. picture
2: uh, Trudeau you know, seeing the one death in Ontario, and uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, he glues his eyebrows back on, and he's like, hey, come on, man. Give me that zero Is it an number. election year? I, I don't know, but it doesn't matter.
1: Well, it would. <laughs> it, would it would matter, it would, I know, but. It would add to the story because, yeah, maybe Trudeau is just, uh, you know, trying to look good.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, that's why he's got those fake he's eyebrows. Like, hey,
1: man, nobody's dying in my country.
2: Yeah. What's up? Yeah, it's because I danced with, with the natives. Anyway. <laughs> Ignore the black face. <laughs> twice?
1: twice? Not even once. Yeah, twice. twice.
2: Yep. 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 Mm. So anyway, there you go. I mean, this is, uh, yeah, we, we, we've obviously covered a whole lot on the whole Rona issue from the, the actual documents, the who themselves published that the world health organization, the inconsistencies and the wiggle room available for reporting, uh, you know, the errors that can be made with reporting all of it. So if you're, you know, if this is the first time you're listening to us and you think, Hey, you know, we're, uh, Uh, You guys don't know what you're talking about. Maybe uh, go back a few episodes, check it out. We covered it all throughout the summer. It was pretty much all we covered for a few months. So uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing with the live streaming because people will find the live streaming and be wondering why we're wasting time talking about robots and not reporting on big stories. Uh, we do, we do it. We just do three episodes a week. Yeah. <laughs> and so go back. There's a lot of episodes to listen to. A lot. If there's something you want us to talk about 99% chance we have talked about it in the past few months. Yes. Um, so there you go. There you all go. right. Should we just get right into the, the real stuff? Uh, oh, we got or a couple more, more here. Yeah.
2: I got, got a couple okay. more stories. This one, uh, I found interesting. It was uh, hitting all the viralities of today. Aliens mm. about aliens. Always fun oh, yeah. to check out the alien news. Mm -hmm. Theatlantic.com. Something weird is happening on Venus. The discovery of a strange gas in its atmosphere puts the planet, quote, into the realm of a perhaps inhabited world, a researcher says. Uh, After the moon, Venus is the brightest object in the night sky, gleaming like a tiny diamond in the darkness. The planet Mm. is so radiant because of its proximity to Earth, but also because it reflects most of the light that falls across its atmosphere more than any other world in the solar system. Something really weird is happening in those clouds. Scientists Uh revealed today that they have detected traces of gas in the Venusian atmosphere that, according to everything they understand about Venus, shouldn't be there. They considered many explanations for what could be producing the gas known as phosphine uh, and settled on an explanation guided by what they know about our planet. On Earth, phosphine, a toxic gas, is produced by microorganisms. Quote, as crazy as it might sound, our most plausible explanation is life. Clara Sousa Silva, a molecular astrophysicist at MIT and one of the authors of the new study, told me. Yada, yada, yada goes on here. Here's what I want to point out here. Mm-hmm. Venus, of course, if you go look at uh, Isaiah 14, verse 12, it's the, uh, it's the morning star. Uh, the mm-hmm. sun of the dawn, sun of the morning, and it's yeah. Lucifer. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the, the word that was translated Lucifer. So, yeah, life on Lucifer. Heads up, everybody. Uh oh. Aliens. That's,
1: that's not good news. Aliens. Aliens. Um, <laughs> I didn't throw the article for this in the thing, but uh, there was an article about uh, remember all the recent declassifications of the the navy seeing ufos yes um there was uh, a retired commander who was right part of those programs and he said that uh it was a big scary headline about how aliens have committed international war crimes right, yeah or, or act of war uh and this was spurned from the fact that uh, they tried to locate it tried to lock on with radar and whatever the object was was jamming their radar um so they couldn't get any info on it And uh, uh, apparently I didn't know this, but uh, according to international law, if you jam uh, a different country's radar, that is an act of war. And so there's this big hubbub about the aliens have committed an <laughs> act of war. Yeah. It's part of the, you know, the soft disclosure going on. They're they're not friends. They're committing acts of war.
2: That goes directly against what the new agers, a lot of like the uh Dr. Stephen Greer camp of the UFO stuff wants us to believe, right. which is they're all good, they're disabling nuclear facilities and they're here to help us. They're here they're here to help us evolve into a higher state. And uh, yeah, as if you aren't familiar with our position on aliens, uh, very hard to, uh, at least for me, I don't know about you, Basil, but I don't believe that there are biological entities somewhere out there that grew from the same evolutionary process as what is alleged to have happened on Earth. Uh, If you look at all the the evidence of alien encounters Um, A lot of it seems to be spiritual in nature, supernatural or metaphysical in nature. Uh, There's reports about people calling out to Jesus to stop alien abductions. Uh, But also I think there are uh, some sort of physical craft that are military or secret military industrial complex, whatever you want to call it. The breakaway Mm -hmm. civilization have been developing for a very long time. And uh, the kinds of, quote unquote craft that may be out there that people see could be with technology that we actually have, but just not publicly. And I I think a lot of the stuff that people see like the, the nuts and bolts type of craft they see is actually human made, uh, perhaps Mm -hmm. reverse engineered from some kind of interdimensional thing or something. But uh, more or less, I think that's what's happening. It's not aliens from outer space as everyone (laughs) would want us to believe, but here's the propaganda getting us ready for uh you know i don't know trump going on stage and telling us how uh you know he met the aliens or something
1: yeah basil's true love in the chat says hey Gons, have you heard of age of deceit sounds like you're quoting from it have you heard of that film
2: yes i think i uh <laughs> think i've seen it a few times uh um, yeah. going back i don't know 10 years i guess yeah yeah, yeah. no you're very familiar pretty, pretty good film um
1: I recommend it. All right. So there you go. More, <laughs> more convincing to do as far as aliens are concerned, huh?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's always a point of discussion, but I, I just wanted to throw that out there because everybody was running with this story like, oh, it's true. The aliens. It's like, no, no, no aliens, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no aliens.
1: It's, or at least not what you're thinking about aliens. Yeah.
2: But even still, it's like what uh, they found some gas that resembles biological farts
1: well yeah and that goes back to exactly the whole conversation about what what exactly can we call aliens right. you know yeah anyways
2: anyway one more quick update here it has to do with the presidential election did you know we're an election year basil did, did i you have- hadn't noticed <laughs> we
3: got hairy legs we got, we got hairy legs we will launch a new age
2: this was a uh, Breitbart.com. donald trump says he wants joe rogan to moderate for our presidential debate
1: yes i heard about this actually again for those uh you know the the people who tune in regularly i just recently listened to joe rogan because adam curry from the no agenda show was on joe rogan so i wanted to check in see what uh, is going on um and uh i ended up listening to joe's most recent podcast with oh i don't know some guy named tim or tom kennedy tim kennedy um Tim Kennedy, yeah, yeah, and uh, they talked about it there. I, you know, of course, hey, everybody, I'm aware. I'm aware of the problems with Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to promote him. I'm just saying I've I've heard of him. I, I've, uh, uh, but. But I think him doing a podcast style debate with the president or the president and the uh, whatever, Joe Biden, um, I think that would be the best way to go. I think that's the most 2020 thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And would be uh, that would be a great uh, I think that's a that's a. High tide raising all boats situation <laughs> for podcasting in be. general. You
2: I know? know the presidential debates have made it to the podcast, Basil. I, that's a whole nother realm. But uh,
1: it hurts me how <laughs> celebrities have sort of stolen yeah. podcasting, you know, supposed to be the the media of the people. Yeah. It was sort of when we started, it was a very like pirate type uh, media to be putting out, and now it's just so mainstream. I know. And I'm I'm so hipster that I, it makes me mad.
2: Yeah, I know. It's uh, 2012. We were, I mean, we weren't super early, but we're definitely earlier than many podcasts out there that uh, you know shill a lot more than we do. Right. But uh, sure. <laughs> there was a couple of tweets that I I thought were pretty funny based on this. You know, uh, Joe Rogan saying like, "What do you think about gun control?" And then, "Have you seen that video of a bear killing a crocodile?" Yeah, it's kind of like all
1: over the place, man. Oh, I
2: love it. That would be that would be yeah, fantastic. If,
1: if you're distracted by me doing dinosaur impressions at the top of the show f- following a Joe Rogan podcast, it would be almost uh impossible for you to do. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, and uh, Gon's oh Gon's the cat, a new Twitter, yeah. a Twitch user. I, I haven't that. seen that. Yeah, well, thank you for following us later in the show. But it says Joe would smoke. The guys would get a contact high. Priceless. That's true. <laughs> He'd light up a huge blunt, and uh, Trump and Joe would get super blazed.
2: <laughs> that would be really funny, actually. <laughs> it would be entertaining. Yeah, I'd like to see. But uh, I, I always love Trump's tweet here. He tweeted out Tim Kennedy's tweet that said my podcast with joe rogan he offered to moderate a debate between joe biden and donald trump it would be four hours with no live audience just the two candidates cameras and their vision of how to move this country forward who wants this and trump retweeted that tweet and said i do wow i do
1: oh my gosh like he's committing to a marriage (laughs) next level marketing
2: i know this is really can you imagine
1: into. if trump tweeted that he would want to come on our show
2: oh that, put us that on the would map. solve
1: all of our problems <laughs>
2: put us on the map but Actually, also uh
1: it would also cause uh yeah. significantly more problems yeah
2: it, it would yeah we we'd get phone calls from people we don't want to talk to telling <laughs> us to true. do things and say i don't things. want the
1: secret service snooping around yeah
2: no we got enough problems we don't need this but anyway yep just a quick <laughs> update on that because uh I don't think we're going to see it. Obviously there's no way Biden is going to sit there and have a a conversation. He couldn't. In a closed room. He couldn't have a conversation for four hours. Let alone Joe, you know, he's going to start talking about his bald head or something. I don't know. Anyway, those are the quick updates, which wasn't so quick, but there you go. Are you ready for a, Real stories I'm ready Okay Let's jump into it The race wars Race wars Race war
4: I've
3: warned you and warned you and warned you
1: All right. So we have a bit of of a conversation to have here, Gons, which I'm happy to have. But let's uh, get a little background on what we're going to be talking about. This is DailyMail.co.uk. Opening headline paragraph reads, L.A. County City Manager uses Malcolm X's controversial Chickens Come Home to Roost quote to describe shooting of two cops in Compton, saying the neighborhood is plagued by deputy gangs. My goodness. Uh, A Los Angeles County city manager used Malcolm X's controversial chickens come home to roost quote to describe the shooting of two officers in compton the los angeles county sheriff's department deputies one the 31 year old mother of a six-year-old boy the other a 24 year old man were ambushed by an unknown man at 7 p.m on saturday night while they sat in their patrol car at the metro blue line station at willowbrook avenue on oak street both officers were shot in the head and underwent surgery both are currently in stable condition that's great news police are still hunting the gunman and have offered a hundred thousand dollar reward for information leading to his arrest you know i think about this sometimes when you hear stories like this the guy got got him got him in the two headshots which is horrible but you know he probably was like yeah i did it i did it i'm the best assassin and they both survived headshots which he is probably just really irksome to this evil person uh which you can get a little bit of uh, titillation out of in response to the shootings linwood city manager jose ometeo ometeato posted an image with the words chickens come home to roost accompanied by a photo of malcolm x in 1963 malcolm x used the phrase to describe john f kennedy's assassination in response to what he said was the president's lack of action against violence oh, oh my gosh oh you... my Omitiotol then used the phrase to describe the Compton cops, saying that the neighborhood had been plagued by deputy gangs that inflict fear and violence in the community. These deputies murdered, framed, this is a quote, these deputies murdered, framed, and stole from the community just because they could, he said. Quote, good deputies never turned on bad deputies for fear of retaliation, and when caught, most of these bad deputies kept their jobs and continued on their criminal career. Uh, scrolling 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 the reference to deputy gangs refers to a group of 100 deputies at the compton station who are part of a gang called the executioners notice how this is stated matter-of-factly very i know interesting i'm i, I gotta look into that more if that is a matter of fact or if that's kind of a conspiracy it's theory.
2: kind of known i think in the community is that yeah
1: well that's not very cool then Uh, a whistleblower complaint filed with LA County claims that nearly all members have a matching tattoo to symbolize their status in the gang comprised of a skull with Nazi imagery and an AK 47 can you look up this tattoo see if you can find an image of it yeah um comprised of a skull with nazi imagery and an ak-47 african-american deputies and women are not allowed to join the gang according to the complaint filed in june after he posted the comment on instagram omatito appeared to apologize saying quote the shooting of anyone is a wholly unacceptable occurrence in society i do not condone the type of violence seen in the shooting of the deputies yesterday in compton oh you coward You coward. Of course you do. You're just saying this so you don't lose your job. He finished the post with a demand for justice for people who were killed by police. The fact that someone randomly opened fire on deputies is to be expected in the society we live in today. Well, no, it's not. No, no, it's not to be expected. What a crazy worldview this person has. Uh, Continuing on, quote, the political climate and leadership of Sheriff Villanueva has only sowed the seeds of anger and frustration in the community. I pray for the deputies and their families while still demanding justice for Andres Guadarda Uh, Guardado, Breonna Taylor, Tamir Rice, Ahmaud Arbery. Uh, Ometitol's social media post made this personal Instagram page private shortly after the image was shared online. Ooh, cowardly, man. The city of Linwood, which is near Compton, issued a statement clarifying that Ometitol's post didn't reflect the city council's thoughts. Well, he's on the city council, so and they're his thoughts, so what are you going to do? Quote, there have been comments made today Sunday by our city manager on his personal social media that are his personal opinions and don't reflect the position of the Linwood City Council, according to the City of Linwood statement posted on Twitter on Sunday. The city then said that the hard-working families, city employees, and elected officials were sending heartfelt prayers to the families of the deputies and praying for their recovery. It's unclear if the city will take any action against Omid title although a petition has been started urging him to resign uh, yesterday's shooting was caught on cctv the gunman is seen walking up to the police car and firing straight into the vehicle a still from the video showed the female deputy with what looked like blood on her shirt according to fox 8 authorities said the female deputy was shot through jaw still radioed for help and applied tourniquet to male deputy's wounds wow what a hero Police have now released a description of the shooting suspect who fled the scene. He is being described as a male, black, 28 to 30 years old, wearing dark clothing. Police said that he was last seen heading northbound on Willowbrook Avenue in a black four-door sedan. Authorities are also searching for the driver of the sedan, which could be a black Mercedes, My, LA, uh, My News LA reported. Uh, Video taken from the incident showed the enormous police response to the shooting as well as reactions of crowds of people looking on as sirens blazing. Officers raced to help their wounded colleagues. A bystander narrated the action saying Compton N-Word just aired the police out and added that's crazy. Uh, Dang, it goes down in Compton. The smiling cameraman also said it's going up. Somebody busts on there. Uh, a butt. Somebody bust on the police, two sheriffs shot in the face, two sheriffs shot in the face, they tripping. Somebody just ran up on the corner and busts on their butt right through the window. He then concludes grinning, it's a wrap. On Sunday, the Los Angeles Times reported that one of the two officers uh, had managed to radio for help. Moments after the gunman ran away, the passenger door of the patrol car opens and a deputy stumbles out, hand in head hand on head the driver's side door opens soon after on the radio according to footage reviewed by the paper a shaky voice mutters 998 compton packs recognizing the code for a deputy involved shooting a dispatcher asked just happened compton packs deputies down the voice says almost unintelligibly compton packs 998 Uh, let's see. Donald Trump on Sunday said the man who opened fire should face a fast trial death penalty if the deputies die. Speaking at a rally in Nevada on Sunday night, he said if you murder a police officer, you should receive the death penalty. To loud cheers, he continued, I just saw a video of that animal who went up to the car. They were unsuspecting fine people, very fine people. He earlier called the shooter an animal who needed to be hit hard as the FBI was called in to help investigate. The president tweeted, If they die, fast trial death penalty for the killer. Only way to stop this. He had retweeted his son, Donald Jr., who shared the footage, writing, Please pray for these sheriff deputies. Um... Yeah, I'm going to stop the, the rest of this article, and they have a lot more. It's just talking about tweets people had and just repeating information. So unless you have something you want to add there, mm. uh, I think I think that's a good place to stop.
2: Yeah, there wasn't anything ridiculous other than some of the response. Uh, as expected, some people were saying, I think there was video of a guy yelling in front of the hospital, like, we hope you die, like to the cops that are being carried yeah. in and stuff like that.
1: Well, and there's the story about uh protesters blocking the the road to the hospital right, right things like that, yeah,
2: so not good and and as far as this uh city manager uh I you know the, yeah, this is probably an issue, and I found that image of the uh the skull Nazi skull flame ah uh, you found it yeah, I mean it looks more like an iron maiden cover than anything else. it's like a cartoony
1: oh, that's a very. Intricate tattoo they're all getting. Oh, I thought it was going to be like a little symbol, like a
2: logo, right? But yeah, this is more. Huh. Uh, again, looks more like an Iron Maiden cover than
1: what's the what's the Nazi imagery in it?
2: I didn't see one. I'm looking particular. at it. It's
1: got an AK-47. I'm trying to see what the actual Nazi imagery. Maybe the helmet. Maybe
2: I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Uh, I, well, I, I know that there are there was an issue with corrupt cops and gangs and stuff like that. But I don't know. I didn't know that it was a Nazi thing. And maybe that's part of the, uh, the, not the fake part of the news per se, but just the, the part where they're just twisting around some things to make it seem like it's something that it's not.
1: I mean, and maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Uh, if, either way, you know, I, I mean, it's not that cool for cops to be having a secret gang called the Executioners. <laughs> That's just not a good look. <laughs> no, not a good, not a good Whether look. Not a good look. Whether or not it is a racist thing, which it may very well be, but uh, either way, <laughs> our cops should not. We should not have internal gangs in the police department right. or the sheriff's department. The
2: other issue, though, is. You know, we we don't know, we don't have enough information, but these two cops that were actually shot, we have no idea if they were actually involved in this group or not, you know? Well,
1: at least not, well, they wouldn't be because one was a woman and allegedly women are not allowed in the gang. So, but, you know, this, uh, of course, the person committing the shooting wouldn't necessarily know that or it probably wouldn't even really take it into consideration.
2: I don't think, I think it was an opportunity to you know, pop, pop some police, and yeah, right. They took the they took the opportunity some, to do that. Get some street cred. Yeah, street cred, whatever it is. But yeah, I was pretty disturbed to see some of the responses on Twitter. Of people saying like, mm-hmm. "Oh, glad to see it" and stuff like that. It's like, why? Why are you glad yeah, to see police horrible. getting shot? Like, what? What is your problem?
1: It's this crazed. It's this mania this anti police mania yeah. i mean it's of course uh, i think we're all on the same page there needs to be some some real you know uh, things need to tighten up in the departments sure, we, yeah We Roll need out to be better cops yeah, we need to get the bad cops out. We need to, you know, they need to be criminally prosecuted if that's what they deserve. We, there needs to be better training, needs to be better uh, vetting, maybe needs to be more consequences for bad cops. All that needs to happen. But yeah, to celebrate the killing of two or two shooting. deputies. They is, lived, so is, not a killing, but. Sure, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Uh, 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 but, uh, you know, this just works back into the Civil War issue, man. I know. All this violence is not good. I'm actually getting a little bit squirmy about this, a little bit more squirmy about uh, the violence, because this is, A, exactly what uh, somebody wants. Somebody oh, yeah. wants all this chaos and violence. Of um Because, you, you know, it's a good time to – a power vacuum is a great uh, opportunity for – Control, um, and yeah, now I'm getting a little squirmy, man.
2: Little, little Bolshevik revolution esque situation right. happening in this country. And yeah. uh, the second story we had about the, uh, the
4: race wars, race wars, race war. I've warned you, and warned you, and warned you.
2: This is a uh, news.yahoo.com. Riots erupt in Lancaster after police shoot man wielding knife. And this was another one of those situations where stuff got pretty out of hand with the riots. Uh, riots mm-hmm. erupted in lancaster pennsylvania on sunday after a police officer fatally shot a man armed with a knife police said the officer was responding to a call that 27 year old ricardo munoz was becoming aggressive with his mother and was attempting to break into her house the lancaster mm-hmm. city bureau of police said after the officer responded to a call at 4:15 p.m body cam footage released by the department shows a woman fleeing the house while munoz is yelling inside The district's attorney's office said in a statement, the video then shows Munoz running out of the house holding a knife before the officer shoots him several times and the 27-year-old falls to the ground. He was pronounced dead at the scene. The officer has been placed on leave, according to a statement from Lancaster Mayor Deneen Soros, and the district attorney's office said the shooting is under investigation to determine if the officer's use of force was justified. People assembled outside a police station after the shooting, with some damaging of police vehicle and others throwing bricks. Riders also threw uh, glass bottles, gallon jugs filled with liquid, and parts of plastic road barricades at officers. Officers used tear gas and rubber bullets to break up the crowd after demonstrators quote failed to follow the instructions quote. Hmm. A police-involved mm-hmm. shooting has significantly uh, has significant impact on a community. As we are seeing with the large number of individuals gathering in the street, Uh, District Attorney Heather Adams said Sunday night, quote, we ask that act uh, acts of protest remain peaceful as violence and destruction of property will become headlines and serve no purpose for the safety and well-being of our citizens and neighborhoods. And, you know, it's interesting. This article doesn't obviously Yahoo. Your 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 new love, but I'm gonna push back on that a little bit. Um, This man, my
1: old love. They've uh, they've lost a little bit of my love lately.
2: (laughs) It was a small small little bump, but but right back down. Uh, But yeah, did you watch the footage, the body cam footage of Ricardo Munoz?
1: Um, is that the one? Uh, no, throw show it on the screen. Let okay. me see if
2: I saw I it. Think there's I a,
1: recently saw something. Yeah. I mean, he uh, is it the
2: nighttime one? No, it's during the day. He, he comes okay, out. No, I
1: have not seen it.
2: He comes out of the house and I mean, he looks kind of nuts. He's holding the You clearly see the knife and, mm-hmm. uh, you see the officer pull out his gun and, you know, a few shots and he's down. Now, here's the thing that was not being reported because it's not a good look for the, uh, the people that are, uh, saying this is part of the BLM narrative and everything else. The first thing I saw on social media was that a 14 year old autistic boy was shot by the police. And you had all these people talking
1: about this guy. Yeah.
2: You had all these people. Oh, I can't believe these. Ah, That's ridiculous. What if that was my son, my child. And man, it's like, whoa, chill out. First off, that's not true. But also, Mm really you're you're you know i don't know about you but if you have an autistic child is is the child capable of being a felon already for stabbing four people and then coming after the cop like this with a knife on video right you know like just yeah. just take it easy you know take it easy with the sympathy with all this stuff but people are just being right. baited into all kinds of things like that this is and
1: brainwashing man. it's insane it's wild. it is insane yeah. it is
2: psyops it's It's really hitting a
1: crazy pitch of like it doesn't matter at all what the details are even if it is a wild you know sort of violent uh person suspect whatever it's like uh, it's and and, you know the unfortunate thing is it's all kind of playing into this anti-gun thing it
2: is yeah you know yeah we forget about that because it hasn't been on the forefront of people's discussions you know this year but they've kept that narrative up. And if they can disarm us as a country in the United States here, then uh, it's going to be a lot easier to do the kind of things that we saw or have been seeing in uh, Australia of, you know, people coming into your house and arresting you for posting something on Facebook, you know, and that kind of right. uh, sentiment will become much more pervasive. Yeah.
1: What a crazy double speak Uh, Also, I've just watched a couple more videos of Australians getting rousted for for nothing. And, you know, it's this double speak from, you know, the the I would say mainly the left side. But I think everybody's kind of uh, affected by it in different ways. And just if you're new to the show, just so you know, we we do our best to step outside of the left right paradigm. It's not about red or blue, not about liberal conservative. If you get caught up in that paradigm, you're already that's first step to the brainwashing is having you identify with a certain side. So, you know, we take uh, all of our stances from outside of that paradigm which kind of ruffles some feathers but that's uh, that's on you that's not on us if you're (laughs) if you're that ruffled by us not calling ourselves you know left or right or conservative or liberal or whatever um then the that's just the the brainwashing tickling your brain um, now, of course, as you listen to us we we fall mainly, you know, we're conservative about a lot of things, but yeah. anyways, we're trying to step out so, uh, the double speak that I'm talking about is the left will cheer uh, for a an Australian pregnant woman getting rousted by the cops in her own home for posting a Facebook post uh, about p- politics. And take her to jail and do all this stuff. They'll cheer for that. And then when a crazy knife-wielding stab man, (laughs) uh, you know, gets neutralized uh, by law enforcement, oh, suddenly that's like this huge hate crime. It's just this crazy doublespeak. And I feel like I'm taking crazy pills all the time. Um, But uh, that's the brainwashing at work, man.
2: It's pretty out of control. And we knew it was going to happen, but man, they've really turned it up this year as uh, yeah. as this type of thing any killing anytime a police officer kills somebody in defense is now being you know <laughs> at least an attempt it is a hate crime yeah to to make the rounds for some kind of uh uh protesting and whatever and I, you know it's kind of funny there was footage of uh, people protesting this event mm-hmm. in um oh gosh where was it it was in roch no lancaster and mm-hmm. uh, there were some people banging on the doors of uh of the police station there and man it was like it, it was just kind of like bro chill out there's something there's something wrong you know i mean they they're, they're just so intense about taking down this door and like what are you going to do you're going to run into the police station that People train with firearms. <laughs> like what? What? What is well, that accomplish?
1: No, that's exactly right. The, w- the point you're making is there is no plan. <laughs> I know. There's no. There's no plan. It's just pure reactionism. It's the mind control it, taking control of the body. Is what it is. You know, because it's one thing to have these uh ideas floating around your head yeah it's another thing for it to make it all the way through your logical systems in your brain <laughs> and manifest with your body making crazy decisions yeah um and that's you know uh, you don't think about it that way that much but that's really what it is the mind control is intensifying so much that it's 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 being acted upon yeah and that's called radicalization and
2: oh, yeah For sure. And, you know, we're, we're aware, I think you and I, both of us, Basil, are aware of the problem with police brutality. And it it is a true thing. It is a real problem. And
1: And a lot of things need to be done. There needs to be a lot of work done in, in law enforcement in America. Yeah, We've known that for a long time,
2: long time. So it's not, it's not that we're like super pro police or whatever. I mean, I've, I've been pulled over. And, uh, you know, I had my dogs in the car and the, the cops like threatened to shoot my dogs if they don't stop barking. And i like, I can't control you know, the I dog's know. barking. That so you know I mean? I've, I've had stuff like that happen. So it's, I get it. You know, these, some of these guys abuse some of their authority and it's, it's fine. Uh, it's not fine, but I mean, it, it happens. We get it. Um, but in a situation where, and, if, and we've brought this up before in a, uh, moment in a moment where it's either the cop gets killed or mm-hmm. they, they have an opportunity to defend themselves. It's The people are, tr- they're trained to, to do that. They're trained to defend. And maybe their judgment is lapsed at, at sometimes, but um, you know, it's, it's a tough thing to say that for sure that uh, you know, they're all just corrupt. They're all just out to get you, especially if you're an African American in this country, they're all just out to shoot you. It's just all not right. true. That, that part of it is just not true. And so um, I think it's just important to uh, point out these discrepancies and, uh, stay on that narrow path because mind, mind control intensifies and as that's it true. does we need to, to stay as uh, grounded as possible here so yeah i think that's uh, lance lance in the chat mm-hmm. on, in youtube said the london
1: bridge attacker was taken down with a narwhal tusk what i have no idea what story that is but it sounds awesome I'm going to look it up. (laughs) I don't know. We might have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. London bridge attacker, narwhal tusk.
2: See what's going on there? That's pretty crazy. Oh, it's a, Um, it's an old story. It looks like 2019.
1: I remember that the London bridge attacker, a guy running around with a machete or something. Oh my gosh. Uh, That
2: is all right. Let me pull this. Let me move this into view here. This is a New York post article from 2019 of that story. Uh, Yeah. He's got a tusk. There's a picture. (laughs) The headline wow. here reads a uh, London bridge hero used narwhal tusk to help stop attacker. Uh, let me see if I can scroll down to the picture or is it just a video? That's it's what happens, man. When you
1: don't, uh, when you, you don't have a second amendment in your country, uh, people will make do.
2: <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think I could pull it up at, at, at this very moment, but look it up. If you're, if you're curious, it's definitely like a, a spear. <laughs> the,
1: the google analytics for narwhal is
2: gonna shoot up for a moment <laughs> people revisit the story okay yeah. let's uh let's move on here we have um we have a real oh this is a oh yeah one of our main main stories here about the mm-hmm. new world order
3: a new world order can emerge
1: Now, I want to, uh, I'll start this off if okay. you don't mind, yep. Gons. Um, so, you know, part of what we do on this show, part of the goal of this show, uh, you know, it may seem crazy, but we we have a mission. <laughs> <laughs> part of that mission is um, helping people fully understand the perception of, uh, you know, a normal human being looking at someone who has woken up and how to communicate with normies, and uh, you know, part of communicating is understanding the the worldview and the data that the a normie may be working with. Uh, you really can't have a a good conversation without having that previous understanding, and they're not going to have that previous understanding of you. So it's up to you as the woke person uh, to come a little bit more equipped to a conversation. And so this is from Forbes.com. And the title of the headline or the headline is the troubling truth about the obsession with George Soros. All right. Obviously, most people listening to this show will have some sort of idea about who George Soros is and uh, sort of the the problematic nature of him. So we're going to go through this and then uh, do a little do a little segment just to catch everybody up and kind of try to separate the threads of what's going on here. The troubling truth about the obsession. Session with George Soros, the internet has once again exploded with a surge of social media posts about George Soros, with far right activists and QAnon conspiracy theorists posting, posting wildly imaginative claims related to the billionaire philanthropist. But behind the spectacle of paranoid outrage, there is a troubling and undeniable truth about the constant attacks on George Soros anti Semitism. The Hungarian-born financier, whose philanthropic organization, Open Society Foundations, support freedom and democracy initiatives in over 100 countries around the world, is frequently accused of being a mastermind of international conspiracies. The countless unfounded claims against the successful Jewish businessman could fill books. All it does fill books. We (laughs) mean could fill books. Uh, All about uh, all without any evidence of their truth. Well, we'll get into that. In fact, the overheated political environment of the 2020 U.S. presidential election—they continue to grow. A cursory read of conservative and far-right media would have you believe that Soros and his funding is behind Antifa, Black Lives Matter, violent protests, illegal immigration, fraudulent voting schemes, and a myriad uh, of other radical conspiracy theories. Point of personal privilege, uh, guns. Mm-hmm. You don't have a myriad of something. You have myriad of something. Ah. So come on, man. Yeah, so, so gotcha. Uh, grammar and alert. of course yes, and of course this. Uh, his detractors fume at his funding of Democratic causes and candidates in state and federal elections across the country. The most recent anti-Soros flare-up appears to stem from an article in the conservative media outlet, The Free Beacon. The controversy is focused on activities related to Soros' Democracy Alliance donor network, which supports progressive candidates and causes, and in particular, the network's affiliated Strategic Victory Fund, a political action committee. The PAC, like uh, similar initiatives on the conservative side of the political spectrum, (laughs) some. What whataboutism there
3: well what about
1: the conservatives they have backs <laughs> okay seeks to influence voters through a range of educational and engagement tactics on the state level i think i like the the word tactics there mm-hmm. it's really got sort of a military flair uh the fierce attacks on soros Uh, Come not only from conservative activists and media, he is frequently the target of conservative and Republican political leaders, including President Trump, who has used his Twitter account to make baseless claims against the financier. Soros has been called a Nazi by some of the president's supporters. We'll get into that in a second. A claim retweeted by the president's son, Donald Trump Jr., and even referred to as the Antichrist by Trump's longtime advisor, Rudy Giuliani. Wow, I didn't know Rudy was onto that. Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the emergence of QAnon has also added fuel to the anti-Soros fire with unfounded claims that Soros, as a quote, globalist, is behind an international network of pedophiles and others who seek to defeat President Trump. <laughs> I like how it's a network of pedophiles. And those who seek to defeat President Trump. (laughs) The viral nature of QAnon and its conspiracy-minded followers is increasing the spread of misinformation and fear about Soros at an exponential rate. So, if it isn't facts that are driving the animosity towards Soros, what is it? Anti-Semitism. Plain and simple. Soros' critics barely hide their anti-Semitism anymore, frequently posting images of him with grossly distorted Anti-Semitic features. The attacks on frequently reference uh, the attacks also frequently reference directly and indirectly long-standing anti-Semitic theories from texts such as the Elders of Zion that claim Jews are running an international cabal. The most perverse attacks on Soros relate to fraudulent claims that he was a Nazi or Nazi sympathizer. In fact, Soros' family escaped persecution from the Nazis who killed over 500,000 Hungarian Jews during the World War II. Keep that whole section in mind because uh, it is, I can't tell if it's on purpose but it's not the whole truth. Uh, that is most what is most troubling, perhaps, about the attacks on Soros is that they also reflect a growing wave of anti-Semitism in America and around the world. The anti the defamation league has called Soros conspiracy theories a gateway to anti-Semitism, and noted the explosion of anti-Soros sentiment in the wake of the George Floyd protest. The report also detailed a litany of anti-Soros pundits. And provocateurs who traffic in false claims and inflammatory rhetoric by giving oxygen to anti-Soros theories, these pundits not only do a disservice to the truth, but they fuel anti-Semitic hate and violence that is beginning to reach worrisome levels of pervasiveness in America. Without question, there is a place for disagreement with any one individual's politics, and Soros should not be immune to criticism, but the animosity against Soros goes far beyond criticism of any other billionaire funder of political efforts, eh? and perhaps, I don't know about that.
2: Yeah, I know. Like, what? Okay. <laughs>
1: All right, keep going. I really don't think it does go far beyond any other billionaire funder of political efforts, but moving on and perhaps beyond all of them put together. Oh. The truth is there is only one sorted reason for why attacks on George Soros are constantly trending and it is not because of his money or of his politics. It is because he is Jewish. No, I think it's because of his money and his politics. <laughs> I think so, too. I don't think it's because he's Jewish. No, it's, I really
2: don't. I, I, you know what's I, funny? I didn't even know he was Jewish until like much later. Into you know, I knew about Soros. And
1: same here. We, we, I knew about Soros before I knew he was a, a Jewish person.
2: Yeah, and, and uh, you know, we understand also that Soros is not like the tip of the spear when it comes to every new right. world order. He's just one of these players out there. Uh, That being said, yeah, this this tries to pin all of the criticism to anti-Semitism, which is very strange, Uh, Mm -hmm. not surprising coming from Forbes. Well,
1: it's just a part of the the plan to call everything uh, racist. Yeah, it's just part of that trend. It's kind of the
2: OG thing, you know, before the whole BLM thing really became more of the mainstream center of attention in this right. country it was it, in the last century anyway it was uh semitism was the and
1: it's it's also creating a false uh narrative or a, a, a logical fallacy sort of a, a, a straw man argument equating uh jewish people with soros cuz there is the, the, no, <laughs> that's yeah. a false equivalency I know. <laughs> uh, not you know uh, anyways yeah. it's it's you don't not like soros because he's jewish and therefore not like all jews you can love everybody and love jews and still not like soros
2: soros could be uh from nippon and we would hate him equally
1: and then that means you would hate all Japanese
2: people. Exactly. Gons. Yes. That's, that's where I'm coming yeah. at. All
1: right. I so there's myself. a couple individual pieces of information and they're really sort of seminal pieces of information for understanding who George Soros is. Um Oh man, I didn't highlight it. Let me kind of cruise by here. Let me see, which clip did we have first in the document? We,
2: we actually, well, first off, we have the Hungary thing. Uh, do yeah, want why to don't you that? take.
1: Uh, um, yeah, that's what I was looking for. So, oh, here it is Soros has been called a Nazi by some of the president's supporters, a claim retweeted by the president's son, Donald Trump Jr., and even referred to as the Antichrist. But I want to specifically take the Nazi sympathizer. Um, sure okay. aspect yeah. of of him so let's start there now there one of the uh, points of conversation for those who question soros's uh authority or power in the world is that he was a nazi sympathizer uh in hungary and in fact you know uh another part of that is that he is uh uh, banned from Hungary. Now, there's a couple of points we are going to straighten out here. Let's start with the Nazi one, Gons.
2: Okay, so this is a uh, an interview that um, I think this is on Dinesh D'Souza's channel. Uh, mm-hmm. George Soros, the chief finance financial supporter of Antifa, was himself a Nazi collaborator, and to his to this day has no reg- regrets. Watch, I think this is from. Somebody mentioned it in the uh, in the chat there. It was an old, uh, either 60 minutes or something like that. It's a couple minutes long. We'll play it. Hopefully you can hear it. But this is an interview with George Soros being asked about his youth uh, during the, the whole Nazi takeover.
3: You're mm-hmm. a Hungarian Jew mm-hmm. who escaped the Holocaust mm-hmm. by posing as a, a Christian. Right. And you watched lots of people get shipped off to the death camps. Right.
4: I was 14 years old. And I would say that that's when my character was made. In what way? That one should think ahead, one should understand and, and anticipate events. Uh, and uh, one, one is threatened. It was a tremendous threat of evil. I mean, it was a, a very personal experience of
3: evil. My understanding is, is that you went out with this protector of yours who swore that you were uh, his adopted godson. Yes, Christian. yes. Went out, in fact, and helped in the confiscation of yes. property from the Jews. That's right. Yes. I mean, that's, that sounds uh, like an experience that would send lots of people to the psychiatric couch for many, many years. Was it difficult?
4: Uh, not, not, not at all, not at all it, uh, maybe as a child you don't you don't see the connection uh, but it was it created no no problem at all
3: no feeling of guilt. no for example that uh, I'm Jewish uh, and here I am watching these people go I could just as easily be there. I should be there none of that.
4: Well, of course, I I could be on the other side, or I could be the one from whom the thing is being taken away. Uh, um, But there was no sense that I shouldn't be there, because uh, that was... uh, uh, well, actually, funny way, it's just like in markets that if I weren't there, of course, I wasn't doing it. But somebody else would, 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 would be taking it away anyhow. It the, whether I was there or not, I was only a spectator. The property was being taken away. So I had no role in taking away that property.
2: So I had no sense of guilt. There you go. No sense of guilt. Yeah. And you know, yeah,
1: anytime. So just to, yeah. just to clarify, sorry, go ahead, go you
2: ahead. Go. no, 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 go ahead. Clarify I was just going to and- clarify
1: yeah. for those. It's just to understand what you heard. So in Soros's childhood during uh, world war two, he was the, the, not the Jews in Hungary were getting rounded up and, and treated like Jews in new in world war two, horrible situation. Um, But he posed as a Christian and convinced the Nazis that he was, you know, he was okay. He was not a Jew. And so he was actually a a part of these, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? These (laughs) These squads. Yeah. He basically traveled with Gestapo squads. I don't know if he was in Gestapo proper, but, uh, you know, and of course he he was wearing a brown shirt. You know, he was in the in the crowd going from Jewish home to Jewish home confiscating property. Really weird. He says no guilt about that. No, guilt. no sense. He said specifically, there was no sense. I shouldn't be there, which is like, well, that's weird. You should definitely feel like you shouldn't be there. You should definitely feel guilty about this. That's pretty crazy yeah uh to just like be an unfeeling robot watching your people get uh robbed by fascist government um so that's weird but yeah so he's 14 years old he's sort of inducted into this squad of uh nazis take you know robbing jews basically and his defense of this is like i did not take part i didn't I I didn't actually help take stuff. I was just there watching it, (laughs) which if you really break it down is, you know, what he's trying to say is I didn't help carry the couch. Right. I didn't, I didn't physically grab something from the house and take it out, which I kind of, You know, maybe that's true. Maybe not. I kind of have a hard time that these squads, these looting squads, (laughs) Nazi looting squads, would just let a 14 year old kid stand there and not help carry furniture or something. But okay, let's just take him at his word Uh, that he didn't physically take anything out of any houses. That does not mean you're innocent. I mean, by any legal standard um now of course you know let's let's give it to him he was doing what he had to do to survive um but that is where the nazi sympathizer uh Uh, label idea label yes comes from and he's had to deal with this for a while people have known this is not new information necessarily no um so that's where the nazi sympathizer thing comes from where he you know he was literally wearing a brown shirt looting the homes of jews or or spectating apparently in his words he was spectating the looting uh, of the homes of jews which Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's weird. You probably shouldn't say you don't feel guilty. You probably shouldn't say you had no sense. You shouldn't be there. It's all just kind of a weird sort of character, uh, uh, character quirk that of course you start saying you don't feel guilty for participating in Nazi looting squads. Of course, people are going to call you a Nazi sympathizer. That should not come as a surprise. Well, for any now, did he had to do it to survive? Probably. Yeah.
2: Yeah, probably. But also to have no sense of guilt is, is very bizarre. Yeah,
1: What are you talking about? <laughs> no sense of guilt.
2: Uh, and, and I think his uh, his little analogy is what kind of gives away his I'm going to borderline say like sociopathic, like psychotic way of like what? internalizing this is when he said, oh, it's funny. It's 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 like the markets. Like the, <laughs> right, like what, right. what are you talking? Yeah. If I weren't there, if I wasn't doing it, somebody, what does he say? Somebody else would be taking it anyway,
1: which is a classic billionaire psychosis. Yeah. I can, I can be evil. I can not care about people I can care only about money and not care how this affects people, because if I didn't do it, somebody else would classic billionaire psychosis. And arguably, I don't think you can become a billionaire without oh, that yeah. sort of psychosis. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, the way everything has been structured structured in this world, uh, you just got to go into your Bible, go into to Matthew, go into the desert. You know, the the devil offers the kingdoms of the world for worship. And the yeah. worship of the devil isn't necessarily like a theistic thing. It's a worship of the self. And, and this type of mentality reflects that antichrist spirit. So, you know, he doesn't have to be, again, we're not saying, uh, we, I don't know. We're, we're not necessarily saying the Soros has some kind of satanic altar at his house, you know, sacrificing babies or something, but it, you know, you don't have to have that. The, the way yeah. our fallen nature works and a lot of the craziness that comes from climbing uh, to the to the stratosphere of this world requires you to step on people to get up there so yeah, you have you to can't have become
1: a billionaire without you know in some way causing not not even causing just not caring yeah. about other human beings and now just just to frame this for everybody um you know we we're, we're trying to take a a logical look at the actual evidence of what's going on okay so you know, I don't know if somebody wants to report us or ban us or something. All we're doing is taking the words from soros's mouth himself, not adding anything, yeah. not subtracting anything, just taking the hard evidence here. Right. And then, you know, i that's up to whoever's listening if they want to extend that past the evidence. Right. OK, so next, uh, what's the next clip?
2: The next. Well. We have, uh, well, the other I part- I want to do
1: the hungry one. Yeah. Because the, the other thing about Soros, uh, interesting detail um, that is often quoted is that he's banned from his home country of Hungary. Right. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, a... which is suspicious. Why would you get banned from your own country? <laughs> uh, and this is after he became a billionaire. You know, part of the problem people have with Soros is how much, um you know, uh, Influence. meddling- yeah, influence is a nicer word. How much influence he's exercising over politics and uh, politically connected movements, and w- which allegedly the the comment is that he's been banned from Hungary because of that sort of influence. Right. Um. Now let's go into the clip. I guess. So
2: it's not a clip, but this is a npr dot org article from two thousand eighteen, June twentieth. All right. And the headline just
1: just real quick again, we're reading it from NPR because, of course, you can get a you can get a crazy blog or some some sort of, you know, whatever. Far right outlet. The the point is better made when you take it straight from, you know, a place like NPR mainstream outlet. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, Hungary passes stop Soros laws, bans aid to undocumented immigrants and uh, it says here, Hungary's parliament passed a series of laws on Wednesday criminal criminalizing the act of aiding undocumented immigrants seeking asylum in the country, despite strong objections from leading European rights bodies. The suite of bills called Stop Soros. They named it Stop Soros.
1: (laughs) The bill bill is is called Stop Stop Soros. Soros.
2: Allow the government to imprison individuals and non-governmental organizations for up to a year if they are deemed to be facilitating what it says is illegal immigration by people not entitled to protections. The BBC reported a separate amendment to the Constitution declared that an, quote, alien population cannot be settled in Hungary. So, you know, kind of a nationalist bill there. Uh, But it says here uh, the Hungarian people rightfully,
1: God forbid, a country wants to actually, you know, preserve, have some have well exist and have borders and uh, have some sort of control of what's going on in their country.
2: Yeah. So this is Interior Minister Sander Pinter wrote, according to the Guardian, the Hungarian people rightfully expects the government to use all means necessary to combat illegal immigration and the activities that aid it. The Stop Soros package of bills serves that goal, making the organization of illegal immigration a criminal offense. We want to use the bill to stop Hungary from becoming a country of immigrants. And so there you go. I mean, this you know, we don't have to get too deep into it. But mm-hmm. again, I, this isn't some crazy right wing Q on conspiracy theory right mm-hmm. off of NPR reporting the Stop Soros laws from Hungary. So, yeah, not crazy conspiracy theory. Forbes guy. Yeah. But, uh, so
1: whether or not he is actually banned from uh going physically to the country, going, yeah. He is literally banned <laughs> by a bill says stop soros. He's banned from uh having uh financial influence over uh political issues in in Hungary. Right. So um
2: that's that's the the second Which
1: just isn't good. It's not a good look. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah anytime a name a, a bill has ban or stop and your name in it not not a great look.
1: It reminds me of like the uh, the Italian Parliament, yeah standing up and railing against Bill Gates. yeah
2: yeah uh, you know it's it's uh, it's it's wild how all the, the fringes have gone mainstream, you know, both ends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the last thing we have here this is from uh, kind of one of those uh, you know more, I guess right wing or whatever blogs here, Newspunch.com. George Soros announces China must lead the new world order. Oh, and uh, I love this clip. This is a, it's just one of those clips that, you know, we're not going to read the article. I'm just going to play the clip because uh, uh, it, (laughs) it makes me, uh, I don't know. It's just one of those funny clips that uh, the people like, I would, I want to play this clip for this guy who wrote the article in Forbes. You know, like the Seth right, Cohen guy, right. like, what do you, what do you think about yeah. this? You know? So here you go. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause you know, the whole idea is, oh, there's no new world order. It's all conspiracy theory, you know? Uh, yeah. but here we go. You
4: no, know, I like, think this would be the time because you really need to bring China into the creation of a new, uh, um, uh, uh, world order, financial world order.
2: There you go. <laughs> there you go. Classic. We really we need go. to bring China into the forefront of a creation of a new uh, a new, Never, world <laughs> world order, new world order. A new world order. Yeah.
1: So there you go. This is straight from the mouth of Soros. Yep. We're not, you know, this this is barely conspiracy theory. It <laughs> no, is not, it's not, conspiracy, not theory. conspiracy theory. We're playing clips from Soros himself talking about how he had no guilt Joining the Nazi looting squads and how he wants to, you know, bring China to the forefront of the new world order. Um, so there you go. This we're, we're no conjecture. We're
2: just playing the clips. We're just playing the clips of Tyrannosaurus Rex. Tyran, Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> <ew, ew. laughs>
1: I bet Soros has a great T Rex impression. Oh, he probably does. All those he's guys, the, Kissinger, he's got the voice for it.
2: They all. I want to. I want to be like a.
1: Just, Not to mention, they're already lizard people. Well, that's so what I'm like. saying.
2: I want to sit in a room, you know, be one of the the, the drink <laughs> servers at a meeting between like all these elite guys. You know, they're all sitting around just grunting, you know, and saying mm-hmm. "New World Order." It would just be fantastic. Yeah, yeah,
1: that'd be great. So there, right. you go. so there you go. Anything else on this guy? Not really, other than yeah. Apparently I mean, he there is... is a lot more on him. Well, there's but a lot more. yeah. Like I said, and and there is some. There is a real conversation that if you're waking up and seeing this sort of elite influence, there's a real conversation about how to go about exploring guys like Soros because there certainly are a, a number of things being said about this guy. And um, it's just best to have the clips, best to have the documents, have the clips, have the documents, have the bills, have the evidence. We don't need to you don't even need to extend the conspiracy theory any farther than what he says out of his own mouth. And there's more. Uh, in relation to, uh, you know, his support of black lives matter and, yeah. uh, his goals there and all over the place, but we don't even need to get into that. Yeah. Just as you explore this thing, remember the second you say George Soros, they're going to start screaming anti-Semitism. And uh, remember, we got all these links in the show notes of CanaryCryNewsTalk.com, and they might just be good links to have around if you ever get into a conversation uh, about George
2: Soros. Yep. And and for further homework, if anybody really wants to dig in, look at where the Open Society Foundation, his philanthropic organization, look at where he has actually funded uh, what kind of groups, what kind of movements all over the world. Mm -hmm. And you'll get a better mm-hmm. idea of what type of worldview uh, Soros is supporting and, and sometimes supporting both sides of things, too. It's really interesting when you start looking at it, you see, you know, uh, sides that would basically or from the public view would be, you know, opposite ends of an issue or something. Sometimes the, uh, he, he gets both sides. So very right. interesting yep. to keep that in mind. But uh, yeah, let's move on from the dinosaur. And nope. <laughs> the lizard, <laughs> the lizard person,
1: <laughs> the lizard people look it up. Look, right. look,
2: it up. All right. What else you got? Uh, look it up. We have a, um, uh, have this jingle because it's not really Chinese news. It's actually Japanese news. From what we see in
1: Japan, we are seeing
2: a lot of negative news. A lot of negative news from Japan. Uh, I could I do, I could do no that. no idea I'm what allowed. that was
1: saying for so long. <laughs>
2: You want to hear it again?
1: A lot. Yes. Play it again. From what I see in Japan,
2: we are seeing a lot of negative news. A lot. A There's no L in Japanese, so a lot. A
1: lot yeah. of negative news. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Okay. What do we got? Uh,
2: this is Com. Suga. Suga. Vows to tackle pandemic and digitize government. Uh, if you didn't no. know, uh, the Prime Minister Abe stepped down a few weeks ago. And the, the Japan has a new prime minister and uh, some of his ideas are kind of Tokyo fresh from his anointment as uh, president of Japan's ruling party. Yoshihide Suga vowed Monday to focus on tackling the coronavirus pandemic and the nation's economic woes rather than calling a snap election. Quote, I want to do work, not elections. Japanese prime minister in waiting told reporters in Tokyo a few hours after his widely expected landslide victory in a liberal Democratic Party vote. Quote, what people are asking us to do is bring the coronavirus under control and get the economy back on its feet. Uh, some big hitters in the LDP, including finance minister, Tuttle <laughs> Assol, uh, and defense minister, hmm. Tuttle Kono. I don't know why they're all named Tuttle. Uh, Kono have recently hinted at an early election. The cabinet has had a high approval rating since Prime Minister Shinzo Abe's sudden resignation last month, and the main opposition party only last week merged to form a political bloc. Suga, uh, who is set to be elected prime minister in a special parliamentary session on Wednesday, said he would put reformers in his government rather than trying to please the factions within the 65 year old ruling party. He hinted at the possibility of sweeping cabinet reshuffle. Quote, I will choose people who are eager to reform and capable of getting things done. Suga said, Quote, I will appoint people who share my policy goals. We have a responsibility to get things done for people in this country. Uh, he said he will push ahead with deregulation and put an end to ministry sec- uh, sectionalism, vested interest Uh, interests and the practice of blindly following past precedents as part of this plan he said he sought to bring japan up to speed with asian neighbors on digitization Mm -hmm. quote my goal is to allow people to receive government services 24 hours a day seven days a week as long as they have the my number social security card Suga said Mm -hmm. Interesting. There are a lot of old people in Japan, so I don't know how much they're going to be stoked about that. But uh, (laughs) Suga, a 71 year old, eighth term, lower house member is a well-known policy wonk. He has said he is eager to reorganize the Ministry of Health, Labor and Welfare, cut mobile phone bills and consolidate regional banks after becoming Japan's prime minister. Based on his track record as Chief Cabinet Secretary, who is in charge of coordinating government policy, and Minister for Internal Affairs and Communications, which is in charge of telecommunications policy, Suga is a reformist. But some of his views are worrying to government bigwigs and industry leaders, setting the stage for a long slog, if not outright pushback. Quote, many of the policies that have failed to advance smoothly involve multiple government offices, Suga said. Uh, Has said hinting at the use of political clout to force government ministries and agencies to end their isolation from each other. This remark seems directed at reorganizing the health ministry, which has often been criticized for delays in dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. Hegelian dialectic there. The health ministry is having problems coordinating with other uh, other relevant ministries the ministry of economy trade and industry to alleviate the shortage of medical materials the ministry of education culture sports science and technology which oversees university hospitals and the ministry of interna- uh, internal affairs and communications in charge of connecting with local municipalities furthermore experts claim the health ministry has to be or has been too cautious about expanding virus testing or virus tests uh, with even Abe showing his impatience. The ministry, which receives one third of the government's general account budget, has faced reorganization plans in the past. Over a decade ago, when the ministry was under fire regarding a pension scandal, reform plans were floated. The ministry's domain covers a huge swath of society, resulting in its minister's voice being heard in the Diet Quote Overwhelmingly more frequently than other cabinet ministers, according to Suga in 2018, a slapdown that highlighted the ministry's growing presence. Suga has already said he is uh, open to reorganizing the ministry as part of a review of government response to the pandemic after the pandemic is contained. Uh, Then it gets into a couple other issues here. Uh, and then I, let me go to a couple of the points here. Suga has also stressed the need for lowering rates for large volume users of uh, I think this is t- uh, communication. This is about 5G because mm. he wants to uh, uh, he wants to cut rates and uh, eat into revenue needed to invest in 5G. And so he wants to sort of redistribute the money there. Officials in the communications ministry see problematic contracts in the market, such as uh, bundling residential internet access with mobile services, making it difficult for consumers to cancel contracts. To cut rates, Suga will likely speed the elimination of these service plans designed to corral customers. On the financial front, Suga is set to call for regional banks to merge. These smaller banks have been battling with a sluggish domestic economy and ultra-low interest rates. Suga said on September 2nd, there may be, quote, too many regional banks for the future, adding that bank consolidation is an option. This view has gained support of the financial service agency, Japan's governmental financial watchdog, which also wants to accelerate regional bank mergers. A special law will take effect in November that exempts regional banks from certain antitrust rules, a move designed to fast track consolidations. Shiga was a key player in passing the law, coordinating uh, co- uh, coordinating efforts between the FSA and the Japan Fair Trade Commission to make this happen. But it's still too early to see if these efforts will push more banks to consolidate, as one senior FSA official said, quote, the final decisions are up to the management of each bank. And in light of the fierce competition between competing regional financial institutions, it may take more than relaxed regulations to have banks integrate. So there you go. Some uh, change in leadership in Japan. A lot of planning that surrounds digitization of government, which is part of the uh, uh, the the you know the economic reset, I'm sure. And um, uh, you know, anytime you hear about consolidation of banks, I don't think it's I don't think it's a good sign for the the economy. Um, but also, uh, I think this is going to bring Japan if his plans go into effect here. This is going to push Japan into this. Hyper new world order technocracy thing that they've been prepping culturally for a long time, but the governments have kind of been sluggish in really implementing a lot of it uh, at the sort of judicial level. I think we're going to see a lot more of that uh, as uh, this guy takes takes charge and keep in mind that um, uh, Warren Buffett recently took out all the money from U.S. companies and he put it into gold mining stocks and he put it into Japan. So he moved mm-hmm. all of his big money to Japan. So I think they're expecting a, a kind of economic boom in Japan, obviously being suppressed since the 80s. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there's, there's no population growth in Japan. So I don't know what else it would be other than a robot takeover. You know, like let's, <laughs> let's fund all the robots that are going to take over the streets of Japan. So uh, very right. interesting. The idea of digitizing government and using the pandemic as the launching springboard to, you know, to launch into that. And so, something to keep an eye on. Obviously, I have a a vested interest being being my uh, ethnic home country, but sure. uh, And
1: I think it's a everybody has a vested interest because this is something we see a trend towards globally, mm -hmm. Um, but Japan just being kind of in the sweet spot of being small enough and consolidated enough to be able to pull this off before anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, With this sort of spirit of rising from the ashes, you know, of the pandemic. And, you know, if if anybody could pull it off first, it would be Japan um, versus, you know, like China, who has more control over their people. But there's like a billion people, a lot more people. Japan has a relatively small uh, population and most of them are older, which means most of them are sort of less radical. Right. You know, yeah, it's sort of a, a, there's still some pride in their government and things like that, that a, a lot of other countries um, struggle with, with a younger population.
2: And just keep in mind, as you become a mech guy, we reported a few yeah. weeks ago about the giant 60 foot Japanese robot taking its first <laughs> step, the giant Gundam. So right. uh, my, my whole goal here, if you, if you get uh, past some uh you know some barriers and milestones and you have your mech yeah i'm gonna fly to japan i'm gonna jump in i'm gonna be the gundam operator
1: and we will fight (laughs) that thing's so slow man but he's huge he will step on you like a
2: bug (laughs) and he can fly into to alleged space space and have a laser sword yeah yeah yeah. he's 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 gonna destroy your little tusks
1: yeah. So, okay, <laughs> there you go. Yep, there you some, go. Uh, some updates. It's really kind of a new world order beast system kind of update, but yep. getting started in, in uh, good old Japan. Yep. Um, so, you'll see on our notes, Gons, I kind of moved I, some yeah, things around because yeah, of time.
2: Yes, yes, thank you. So, yep. I
1: think we should take a quick break. What do you say?
2: Sounds like a
1: plan. It's <laughs> break Okay folks we're going to take a quick break but don't go anywhere because uh, some big news regarding regarding the TikTok problem um, going on after this and I'll I'll go into it again but remember uh, TikTok owned by the Chinese government uh, mining American data sending it overseas why is this a big deal for you TikTokers why do kids why should they even care why does the president care we're going to be talking all about that it's a commodity your data is as good as oil it's a national commodity Um, but a a lot of really big news about the TikTok talk stuff so we'll talk about that after the break don't go anywhere Um, so but first we want to thank uh some people we'll start out with thanking some of our new twitch followers gons it's a short list so you got your dinger ready dinger is prepared okay first of all i want to thank robert d92 thank you robert nova boy Ooh,
2: i grew up on the list lisa's
1: wondering Oh, well, you're in the right place, Lisa. Uh, yield man, like
2: yield farming, pretty pretty sure. wild right now.
1: Doctor manuscript, all right. It kind of draws allusions to uh, Doctor Kaczynski, the Unabomber manuscript uh, man. I don't know. I'm just hey, I'm just connecting. Sorry, Doctor Manuscript, for connecting you to that. <laughs> but um, Dupsy one. And that is it. That is all of our new Twitch followers. Thank you guys very much for the follow. Um, next, we want to thank some of our producers, Gonzo. Yes, we will do that. And let's do it now uh, we're just if you're new to the show let me tell you how we operate around here we operate on the value for value model we you'll notice we don't do any advertising we don't do any product placement at least not on purpose we're not getting paid by any big corporations uh, to do this show and that's actually on purpose uh, we have mentioned over the years we've gotten some pretty big offers um, for advertising on the show but we just had turn them down because it just doesn't feel right the advertising model is a poison it's a toxin in the world here and let me tell you why Uh, when you take money from a corporation to advertise on your show, you're then pressured to be what's called brand friendly. And uh, I gotta say, Gon's talking about the truth, the real evidence of George Soros is not necessarily brand friendly. Um, and when you start taking money from corporations, there's an integrity issue, you're then pressured to, uh, you know, talk about things that reflect nicely on that brand. Uh, You can't say certain things, can't talk about certain things uh, without being at risk of losing your uh, support from the corporation. And this, unfortunately, we've seen over the years, uh, you know, in many different aspects of whether it's podcasting, YouTubing, whatever. Um, if you go off scripts, uh, you'll lose your money. So it's, uh, it influences the influencers to, uh, pull, pull their punches a little bit and, uh, really sort of sacrifice the integrity of their message in order to keep those advertising dollars flowing. It's a, it's a, pandemic of its own uh, in its own right, Gonzo. And we decided long ago that we do not want to be held to corporate interests, and uh, which was a bad business decision, but it's uh, we, at least we can sleep at night, Gonzo, and that's what it's all about. So instead, we uh, invite listeners, A- to not become a commodity, you know, whereas with the advertising model, we just got to get more listeners, got to get more, got to get more. We got to get that number higher so we can get more dollars. Well, instead of that, we uh, try to keep it quality. Qual- we get the quality people uh, to stick onto the show. Uh, find value in the show and if you find value in this show whatsoever or what we do you are invited to become a producer and support the show in a lot of different ways and that's real you can put producer on your resume, give them our email, we will vouch for you and uh, one of the great ways to become a producer is finance, is, uh, supporting us financially and you can do that at patreon.com slash ccnt for Canary Cry News Talk and uh who do we got today we've got an upgrade another upgrade on patreon.com slash ccnt from jan jan my goodness thank you so much jan producer jan uh, has been supporting us for a while and uh, as i always say you know it's hard enough to get new producers to support the show it's even harder to get people to increase their support once they're a producer and jan is you are the best and a round of applause from the chat today so thank you producer jan coming in again thank you, jan. i don't know what we what we would do without you next we have patreon.com slash radio which is our other show but you can also support us there and we have a new producer named brian thank you very much brian producer brian jan and brian thank you for being our patreon producers for the day this episode 242 i think um but here's the thing folks a lot of people don't like patreon and that's okay we understand uh if you don't like patreon we got a place for you we have a home for you and it's canary slash support
3: canary cry radio
0: support
1: There we go. Canarycryradio.com/support. We've got other options, PayPal options, recurring monthly support, or if commitment is not your thing, you can make a one-time donation in any amount you want. And there I go calling it a donation again. It's producer involvement in any amount, there's also cryptocurrency and all sorts of other fun ways to support the show. Gons. Who do we have coming in over there?
2: All right. So coming in, we have, uh, let's see. First off, we have Jack coming in. Thank you. Producer Jack. Jack. Uh, Very generous. Generous Jack. We also have Spears desert.
1: Spears desert. Pretty awesome. Very much.
2: Spears desert. Appreciate that. Spears desert. And then also, uh, I see a lot of people doing cough cough in the chat. I don't know why. Cough cough. Thirty three support dollars from Kyle. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle.
1: Thank you, Kyle, for the thirty three dollars support. Yes. Taking it back.
2: Taking it Claiming back. it. Claiming the number. Taking it back from. Yep. Yes, that's right. And uh, yeah, that we didn't have any crypto come in, but that is another way you can support us. If you go to canarycryradio. dot slash support or canarycryradio. dot com slash crypto, you can see a. Uh, what we think of cryptocurrency, it's not, uh, it's not a, it's not any kind of savior thing, but it's uh, another way you can support us.
1: Just another way, another it's way, another thing. Yeah, another yeah.
2: thing. Uh, we don't have any nights to mention. We didn't have any jingles come in. I, I don't believe. Uh, but another way to help produce the show is with your artwork uh, or jingles, but uh, mm-hmm. particularly your artwork. One art, please. And we always <laughs> enjoy people's artwork. And the first one I want to share is from Jocelyn, who is actually the granddaughter of the uh, the gentleman who created the uh, People's Zoo song that you hear at the end of the show. Oh, cool. yeah, you know the People's Zoo song. Love it. Yep. Yeah. Great song. She, Jocelyn gave us this piece of art here. For those of you watching, it's a picture of Basil and but Basil's wearing blue, which means he's a Democrat. I'm wearing red. <laughs> no. I'm the Republican. Uh, it's, no, it's, don't uh, put that <laughs> no, on. I'm her. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's a it's a picture of both of us. I you look like an anime character, Basil, with a cat on your shoulder.
3: That's and, true. And
2: uh, I'm asking you: Are you just gonna carry a cat around all the time? And you <laughs> say
1: yes. Yes, I am. <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you, Jocelyn. Oh, Appreciate
1: good. it. I yeah, Wonderful thank photo. you very much, Jocelyn.
2: Yes, uh, and then we also have one from Jay vela prolific. Oh, there we go, artist Jay Vella with the uh, style of uh, that only Jay Vella can bring in the notebook. There, this is a directed energy weapon, and you have uh, the 9-11 there. You got the energy weapons coming down. Um, an angel with a torch, or an angel with a mask with the, a torch, some satellites beaming down, Tower Seven. The whole thing is there, yeah. so it's another Good great stuff. piece. Good stuff, Jay Vela. And finally, we have, of course, our prolific artist Ali. That's Gazel and Bonds in the chat. Uh, Elon is the name of yeah. this piece. And Elon is saying, I like Canary Cry because they like my happy pigs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Reference to the uh, Neuralink uh, event that we did a live show on a while back. And this is a great picture of Elon, um, especially because he's got his lizard person eyeballs. Yes, very subtle. uh, Love, very subtle. He's got his lizard eyeballs, and he's got uh, some little fangs there. Yes. So, lizard person Elon uh, Elon Musk likes Canary Cry because uh, because we're a fan of his happy pigs. These <laughs> pigs are happy. I swear, happy happy. I know.
2: You know still, so still funny. Very good, me. Allie. Still funny when he's like, "This is a pig, a normal pig," and then <laughs> this is a pig with the neural link taken out. Look how happy he is. Look
1: how happy he is. <laughs> I like, yeah. uh, on the, on the stream right now, the viewers will be able to see this, but there's this picture that, uh, Ali made of Elon Musk and then peeking behind the picture, <laughs> peeking around is George Soros.
2: <laughs> Tyranny Soros Rex. Yes. Yeah. Oh, or, very or good. Dinosauros. Thank you again
1: to all of our artists. Very, yes. Yes. A very fun part of the show.
2: Um, did you want to mention real quick about the...
1: The producers? Yeah. I don't think we got um, a response yet. We don't. I have it here. We'll wait for the response to our question okay. for the producers. Perfect. perfect. Uh, so uh, the person who is waiting to give us that response. There you go. We'll hit it next show. We'll hit it next show. Yep. Um, let's see here. Is that it? What do we got? I've uh, lost myself in cyber world. Yeah, that's
2: typical. Oh, Uh, reviews. Reviews. uh, Before you do, thank you to That Night Wind, who continues to be the timestamp extraordinaire for all of the timestamps of our stories. Ah, yes. Appreciate that. Thank you so much.
1: Very important part of the canary cry I ecosphere. I, I don't know. know if I don't know if we give that night wind enough credit. I don't know if they feel how grateful we are, but it really is a huge help. That night wind, you are the man or woman. I don't know who you are, but thank you so much for the timestamps. And uh, if you share this episode, or even if you just want to come back to it, um, that night wind gives us timestamps that you can click on on YouTube that'll take you directly to a topic that you want to hear uh so you don't have to scroll around all of the nonsense and the tyrannosaurus rex uh sounds (laughs) and my my great raptor impressions you can just go directly to the topic that you want to hear makes it easy to share uh on social media or with friends that night wind thank you very much all right um next we got some reviews it's review time gons And I want to remind everybody, if you haven't done it yet, now is a great time to leave ratings and reviews. It helps the show out a whole bunch. Just Google uh, Canary Cry News Talk Apple Podcasts. It'll take you to the page, leave a rating and review. It's super helpful for spreading the show, letting new people find the show. It's something we have no control over. This is all you folks. So uh, ratings and reviews helps a ton. And I want to read a few here for Canary Cry News Talk from Peter One Piper says it's a lifestyle do my (laughs) canary cry it's a lifestyle (laughs) do my algorithms read my content should i say something positive here to dupe it into bringing this great podcast to more listeners lol asking for a friend and the answer is yes peter one piper uh you need to say something good in the review because the algorithms use that to share it with other people um and you're not duping it you're telling the truth truth it's truth. So there you go. Thank you very much, Peter Piper. Then we have one from 777. Jesus loves you. 777 says, God bless. Great place to grow as a Christian. Jesus loves you. God bless. Thank you very much. Thank Jesus you. loves you. Um, cause that's a, you know, sometimes we'll get some angry people saying we don't talk about Jesus enough. And I would say, We're always talking about Jesus. The context of everything that we talk about. Yeah. The entire show. The entire show is in context of scripture and prophecy and uh, the ultimate gospel message. So thank you very much. Jesus loves you. Next, we have tinfoil hat man. And this is a good good one. Longtime listeners will love this. Better than upgrading to kangaroo legs. To give myself the advantage in the future job market with all the flippin' flippy robots taking over, I was thinking about getting genetically upgraded to having kangaroo legs. You and me both, tinfoil hat man. Thanks to this show, it has changed my mind. I now realize (laughs) how all the propaganda from the lame stream was really trying to convince me to be their neo-nephilim prototype. (laughs) sorry Uh, all the propaganda from the lame stream was really trying to convince me to be their neo-nephilim prototype and to destroy my humanity thanks for rattling my cage don't be a slave to fake embrace the real amen tinfoil hat man thank you very much these are all five star reviews by the way so thank you for that
2: fantastic
1: love it and lastly on uh this came in on canary cry radio our other show check it out if you haven't canary cry radio different from canary cry news talk uh again from jesus loves you 777 jesus loves you 777 says god bless a great place to grow as a christian jesus loves you so a little little double up there but i believe uh that is true both shows are a great place to grow Um, So thank you to all of our uh, reviewers. And if you have not done it yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Head on over. Leave us a rating and a review. We'll read it on the show. And it really helps the show out a ton. And Gons and I read them all. So it's a great way to give us a little ego boost once in a while. (laughs) We need it. Okay. Um, All right. Anything else for this break, Gons?
2: I think that's it. Let's get back in.
1: Let's wake on up. Yes, it's wake up time. Hey, y'all, wake up! Wake up, folks. Wake Here's up. the thing: we're gonna we're gonna get into the TikTok stuff. Gons, you want to? I have not seen this. You want to tell me about this?
2: Okay, so the first one, we don't have a jingle here, but uh, yeah, we uh, do. We do for a TikTok for this first story. Oh, what is it? What did I put there? Oh, yeah, I that's don't, right. I don't wanna... Yes, ah, yes, we do have a jingle. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, did I actually put it in here and, and ready it? I think oh, no. I think we did. Other,
3: there is no oh, other. Yeah. Like mother. So treat her right, treat her right. Come on.
2: Woo! Gotta treat your mommies right. This is KXII.com. Denison Teen goes viral after mom falls through ceiling during TikTok video. <laughs> and before we jump into the TikTok story... Uh let me just play god. this clip. Uh, oh, hold on. Let me just when play When her
1: mom made an unexpected appearance
3: in the video. <laughs> oh
2: my god. Okay, so <laughs> what happened was and I won't play the whole clip here cuz it doesn't really matter, but a girl was making a TikTok video where she's singing and uh her mom comes through the her ceiling falls through the falls ceiling. Falls through. The leg just pop right through. Oh
1: man. <laughs> Mothers, man, they, they put themselves in harm's way all the time.
2: Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, the news report makes it a big deal or whatever and tries to make TikTok. you know, they don't really mention how China has all of her data now and uh, <laughs> is able to yeah. data mine all of her. That, that
1: clip of her mother falling through the ceiling is going to be used for Chinese propaganda.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For ceiling repair. Uh, but it was, it was kind of a, just a funny story there. And you know, yeah. I, I think it's hilarious how once the mom's leg kind of pushes through the ceiling there, she just kind of hangs there. Like she, I know. she doesn't you can try tell, to do it. You can only see her leg,
1: but you can, you, it, the, the shock yeah. is palpable. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't scream. She doesn't do anything. Imagine just falling through your floor out of nowhere. Well, the <laughs> story is a shocking experience. The
2: story is funny too, because the girl, uh, who made the video was being interviewed by this news report. And she was like, I told my family to be quiet because I'm about to make a video. And, you know, I, I got really, you can tell I get a little bit upset right before because I hear loud noise. And so maybe mom was, you know, she was being a good mom, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just kicked a hole through your ceiling, but I'm going to stay quiet.
1: I'm not <laughs> yeah, going to disturb She's like <laughs> still trying to stay quiet after she falls through the ceiling. <laughs> Oh, that's right. funny. Anyway, so yeah. that's a
2: little setup to the uh, the TikTok story of uh, of more disturbing nature. That's Welcome
3: right. Welcome to Chinese News! And
1: this is coming from businessinsider.com. The headline is TikTok owner ByteDance rejected Microsoft's bid for the app's U.S. operations and is said to have chosen Oracle as its U.S. technology partner. This is big news, of course. As you've heard, it'll review, I'm sure, in the article. But remember, TikTok, Chinese uh, government-owned... Uh, Social media platform mining the data of Americans uh, for years now and using it for for nasty purposes. Uh, Trump doesn't like that. Remember, data is a commodity. It's a national commodity uh, that directly, you know, can influence the GDP of a nation. And so exporting American data to China would be like exporting American oil to China. Um, It's a very important commodity and Trump is trying to keep it. So he demanded, well, let's get into the story. The Chinese owner of TikTok has rejected Microsoft's offer to buy the popular video apps' U.S. operations, according to a statement from Microsoft released Sunday. The move left Oracle as the sole publicly known contender to purchase the American operations of TikTok. Quote, ByteDance let us know today that it would not be selling TikTok's U.S. operations to Microsoft. Microsoft wrote in a statement, quote, We are confident our proposal would have been good for TikTok's users while protecting national security interests quote to do this we would have made significant changes to ensure the service met the highest standards for security privacy online safety and combating disinformation and we made these principles clear in our august statement we look forward to seeing how the service evolves in these important areas Now, of course, look, you're trying to buy a Chinese data mining operation. (laughs) They're not going to sell it to the company who is uh, committing highest standards for security, privacy, online safety and combating disinformation. That, That goes against the whole point of what China was trying to do. So article continues. It is unclear as to why Microsoft's bid was rejected. No, it's not. I just told you why. A representative from ByteDance did not immediately return Business Insider's request for comment. President Donald Trump and a group of ByteDance's U.S. investors have shown support for Oracle acquiring the U.S. operations of TikTok as the company has close ties with the Trump administration. Sources involved in the acquisition talks Uh, told the New York Times that ByteDance had named Oracle as its technology partner though the company's bid has not been publicly accepted by the Chinese internet company. The Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post reported Sunday that Oracle was chosen in the deal for TikTok's American operations, and the journal said it would be named the app's trusted tech partner in the U.S. Trump first set a deadline for the acquisition of TikTok's U.S. operations for September 15th, but since then, the president has issued two cons- executive orders that appeared to extend the the deadline first to September 20th and then to mid-uh November. The journal reported Wednesday that ByteDance was in talks with the US government regarding possible arrangements that would avoid a full sale of TikTok's operations in the US following months of speculation about which American company would take over the app's American operations. Um and that is the end of the article. So uh, just to summarize there, Microsoft, of course, trying to get in on the TikTok sensation. Microsoft having, uh, you know, no direct social media uh, service of its own, you know, saw the chance to get into the biz for a, with a proven company, a proven technology. Um, but instead, Oracle got in. Now, Gons, you want to tell us a little bit of your thoughts about this?
2: Yeah. So first off, obviously the, the, the data, uh, mining, you already kind of covered some of those aspects, but, um, I have a, uh, I have a wife Basil who wife. happens to work in it uh-huh. and, um, she is very familiar with Oracle yes. uh, as both a, uh, because of the applications that they offer for businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but let me just, um, throw this little gem out there. I'm sure nobody's really talking about this part of the angle for what Oracle is involved with, but mm. uh, Oracle also provides the technology or, or the uh, information technology infrastructure for CERN. Did you know this Basil?
1: Uh, I did not know that specifically. That does not surprise me though.
2: Yeah. Exploration in, in the cloud. This is Oracle.com slash customers. Uh, slash viewpoints and it says here the European Organization for Nuclear Research CERN is turning to the cloud to see its IT infrastructure can become more scalable, secure and economical to operate and uh, so there you go 49 petabytes of data was produced by the LHC experiment in 2016 Wow. and um, yeah so Oracle being the uh, data uh, application layer for CERN is concerned concerning given the fact that mm-hmm. they're the ones that may adopt the u.s partnership this is not a full takeover if i understand correctly with yeah, tiktok the, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a uh, hey we outright the partnership own. that's the scariest part about uh, it yeah the partnership yeah technology partner what do you mean partner I, i'm sure trump is uh he's gonna bust out the super duper missile for this one he's not yeah, going to be too right. happy about this yeah. partner talk
1: yeah, and for those just to catch you up, if you're not familiar with Oracle, basically Oracle is a technology company that has their hands in uh, the data uh, uh, layer of tons of tons, huge tons, tons. American businesses. I mean, they are ubiquitous, um, and there's a lot of different uh, you know services they provide, but um, they're sort of the the superstar in business technology right now uh especially for uh big data yep. type companies. Yep. Um so it's concerning this this partnership language. You know, the whole point of this You know Trump trying to force this sale is that we wanted to take the data mining out of the hands of the Chinese and and stop you know exporting this commodity over to China at least without getting paid for it and uh, you know this technology partnership now they haven't quite revealed all the details of this partnership but I don't like that I don't want I don't want Oracle. The the company that manages data for most of American, you know, big business, as well as CERN to be partnered with the Chinese government. This does not feel right to me.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm discovering another Chinese logistics company that Oracle is involved with uh, directly in China called Carry EAS Logistics yeah uh, so diving into deep business data using Oracle autonomous data warehouses but yeah I mean they're 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 in everywhere. Oracle is all over the place right and um yeah, this is not you know what this is I don't think this is like a downgrade of of TikTok. this would be like an upgrade. you're like, yes, more data management in the right. cloud exactly <laughs> not, what is the exact this partnership involved? yeah I don't know is this it- is a
1: is are, will the Chinese government now have access to Oracle's data or is Oracle. I mean, I'm sure they're going to try to at least claim that the setup is—you know—Oracle handles all the data, doesn't give it to China. You know, they're partnered up, so don't worry. Uh, all this kind of stuff. I'm sure that's how they're going to try to spin it. Yeah. Um, but it's you know whatever. The PR doesn't matter, man. All that really matters is what's really happening. What's
2: really happening with the data? So I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they will uh, supply not just the application layers, but the, the servers, the actual Mm -hmm. physical servers will, you know, the server farms and stuff will be all Oracle based. And yeah, I don't know, man, that, and plus if it's a partnership, what does that mean? Like do uh. Uh, do they split the data do they Yeah, we do not need more no parties with yeah, no, the,
1: this is... a national enemy here. Now, uh, I'm just going to follow this link and maybe it'll expand the conversation cuz it kind of said something I wasn't fully aware of, which is Donald Trump's connection to Oracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was claiming that Oracle, you know, has a connection to uh, the uh, Trump. Trump administration and it's taking me to a New York Times article which is Freezing up, and nothing is happening. Oh, my entire browser is frozen now. Cool, cool, cool. I'm looking at it here. It's a TikTok bid.
2: At- highlights Oracle's public embrace of Trump. The tech giant stands out in Silicon Valley for its close ties to the administration, which must bless any deal for the social media app. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. In March, when Trump administration ordered... Oh, oh can't read it. Can't read I it. Know, must it subscribe. It's on a timer. They want to get a subscribe. subscribe.
1: <laughs> Uh, I know, I'm Whatever. trying to browse this super quick to see what the actual connection is. Seems loose. I'm
2: not really seeing anything. It's probably just that they're uh, working with them. And then obviously the, all the mainstream outlets are like, he, yeah, they're working a, with what, the orange man, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. What a, rec- uh, oh, one of my eyeballs is falling off here. Uh
2: Oh, <laughs>
1: oh, it's happening again.
2: C- turning right. into a Cyclops Nephilim. yeah
1: well, we've talked about it, but you know, I've, I've, I, I want to simultaneously catch up people who this is their first show, um, but also not. Oh, the eyeball has fully fallen off. Uh oh, <laughs> wake up, sheeple. He's gone full Illuminati. Oh no, um, <laughs> oh, no you look <laughs> like this say it.
2: crazy. <laughs> Crazy, psychotic, one-eyed cyclops. Is I not- need
1: better tape. This dollar store Scotch tape is not doing the trick anymore. <laughs> um, so there you go, TikTok. The the, the attempt of the Trump administration uh, to to uh, you know take the the data mining rights from China and, and keep it on. Uh, our national within american borders it seems to be a little shaky and mm. uh, you know depending on the true connection between trump and oracle i don't know maybe there's a financial aspect to that maybe this is a case where trump is kind of doing something you know to enrich himself i don't know uh, the details are not available but this was big news um and so just trying to keep everybody updated. If you got kids, you got teenagers sending their, sending their all their data to China. And it's not just their <laughs> videos. I know. It's not just the videos. It's every piece of data on their phone is getting copied and sent to China. Um, yeah. That's the, you know, I see all these kids posting. I don't care if the Chinese see my videos. I hope they do. It's not about that. No, you,
2: that's not what it is. Dumb kid. Come on.
1: <laughs> all right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, we got a couple stories left here. I'm going to go through this one very quickly because we're running a little short on time, but this is a uh, quick uh, ready-to-be-cyborg type of story. Are you okay. ready to become cyborg? This is LiveMint.com, and the this is the uh, 10 biggest tech trends to come, from talking Ooh. bikes to tile TVs. Ooh. And I'm sure you would enjoy the uh, talking bike there. But the first one... Dinner won't get burnt. An oven of the future will basically give you microwave convenience with restaurant quality and ultimate control. So Man. it says, uh, yeah, great, fantastic. Pills will diagnose us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have Fitbits now, but now you can just swallow a pill and it'll diagnose you. Beautiful. Not really stoked about that one. Bikes will talk back. This one I wanted to do for you. Thank you. As a, as a bike enthusiast. When you, when
1: you get bored on your bike, you can just have a little chat with
2: it. Apparently, as e-bikes and scooters replace cars in the urban infrastructure, they'll offer riders info as detailed as that on car dashboards like via augmented reality, says Shabazz Stewart, founder of Oni, one, two O's, N-E-E, I don't know what that is, maker of secure bike and scooter parking pods. Bonus quote, your bike will be able to communicate with you what it needs. Like if your tires are low or your <laughs> gears are messed up. He said,
1: why does it need to talk? Why does what about just a
2: little screen? I don't know because a little screen, let me look at it because takeover will yeah. be visionaries. Oh, this one's crazy. Extreme camera technologies might be, it, um, uh, might well be embedded in your phone, AR glasses, or even optical implants, giving you quote, superhuman vision, like x-rays in your eyes, Says Ramesh Raskar, founder of the Camera Culture Group at MIT. Other innovations? You could, quote, read a book without opening it, he said. Or see through fog while you ride your talking bike home. What? So I, sure. Are you ready to become cyborg?
1: <laughs> when they say reading a book without looking at it, are they just saying audiobooks? Your bike can just play an audiobook.
2: I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Read a book without okay. opening it. I, I don't know. It's what like the means. most
1: roundabout, weird way to just say audiobook. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tile TVs. Okay. We'll eat smarter. Uh, you, you know, you and I both have struggled with giant weight. That's not giant weight, but you know, just a little overweightness.
1: Oh, I just keep growing, man. <laughs> just keep growing. I know. I I, I go up I'm and I'm trying down. to set a record now. Oh, just great. Gonna, <laughs> just,
2: is that, oh, that's why your dinosaur growl was just from the yeah, depths of the belly,
1: right? The power gut. Uh, I just need the, the power belly for my apocalypse armor.
2: <laughs> we'll all eat smarter. Plates that use sensors and artificial intelligence will, quote, show diners information they need to stay safe. This is Linda Poul- Pouliot. Stay safe? Yeah, co-founder of Neato and Dishcraft Robotics. Smart plates would be able to detect bacteria and viruses, show how fresh food is, and <sighs> test for allergens like peanuts. It can mm. even show calories, but we probably won't add that feature to a dessert plate. Why do we need everything to be smart? Why can't we just be smart normal? Smart plates. Smart plate. Wow. Mm. I can't eat that. My smart plate says no. Yeah, we'll use our heads. Of course, this is more of the uh, yeah, you know, brain computer interface type thing. Pond mm. scum will fuel cars. Yeah, like just you know, That's cool. fossil fuel type stuff uh, with green fuel. A bright future is ahead. An LED bulb purchased today might not need changing for a decade. By that time, illumination might come from lasers, diffused via mirrors or fiber optics. The, the headlights of some BMW i8s currently use this enlightening tech, but in time it will go from stark autobahn illumination to the cozy glow of a bedside lamp. You know that's one of those. What was that conspiracy about lamps and how uh or light bulbs? What, I can't remember the name of the conspiracy. How they purposely make it go out, you know, so people have to buy uh, new ones. Planned
1: obsolescence. That's
2: right. Uh, I feel like this that's type not of a conspiracy technology, theory. I thought it was well, not a theory. I thought it was a. <laughs> It is you know, a conspiracy or not a conspiracy, but just, it a, is a
1: conspiracy. It's yeah. just sort of a business model. Uh, sure. I mean, that's the Apple business model. That's why your phone starts slowing down a couple months before the new phone comes out.
2: Right, right, right. So, uh, yeah, this whole new lighting thing is very much, you know, I, I feel like we've had this technology for years, it's planned just,
1: obsolescence, yeah. yeah.
2: but sorry, no jet packs, forget zipping past traffic. Mike Hirschberg, executive director of the vertical flight society said commuters, May soon be able to hop over it. He sees EVTOL's electrical vertical takeoff and landing craft or landing aircraft becoming part of the urban skyscrape as airport shuttles, emergency medical transport and air taxis. As for the perennial dream of jetpacks, quote, too noisy and too limited of range. Although uh, I've seen some of that footage of the jetpack people. Pretty, pretty awesome. I know
1: they're, they're out there, man. I know.
2: I know. So there you go. This is a quick update there. I didn't, I didn't want to spend too much time on it, but no, we always good. keep track of some of these uh, developments and what, uh, what type of surveillance apparatus we're going to be putting around ourselves in the coming years here. And then uh, finally, we're going to wrap it up with a Nephilim update. Nephilim update. Nephilim
0: Nephilim update. Nephilim update,
2: And I, I was hoping to spend a little more time on this one, but I think it's, it's fine. I won't read the whole thing here, but this is usatoday.com. Fact Check online post <laughs> showing giant human skeletons is an old hoax.
1: Oh, debunked. They're trying to debunk the giants I again. No.
2: The claim what is This
1: picture of a dog
2: on this article? I don't know. I was trying to figure unearthed I, Okay, so un, the the uh there's a picture of a a dog and uh, A cute
1: dog, like the target dog with a rubber duck on his face.
2: And it, it's the label here. Unearthed skeleton reveals dwarfism case in ancient China. A human skeleton dating back around 3000 BC is providing insight into dwarfism during the Neolithic period. I, okay. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm really lost on what. The references here. I don't know if they uploaded the wrong photo or what, but uh, it's
1: <laughs> just a cute dog picture. I'm what su- are they talking about?
2: What if the guy Chinese
1: are- dwarf skeletons?
2: <laughs> I'm wondering if the guy now is like, Oh, shoot, picture of, of Sniffy.
1: That's suspicious, man. It's really That's weird. suspicious,
2: and I don't know. Okay, the claim the giant human skeletons were found by the thousands and destroyed by the smithsonian and it goes through here i'll read a couple paragraphs an old hoax has resurfaced in an instagram meme claiming that giant skeletons were found but were destroyed because quote having to explain the existence of these skeletons contradicted the evolution of mankind and creation it's true i feel like this uh this in, <laughs> this didn't resurface <laughs> it's like been a thing for like years now, ever since social media became a thing. Yeah. Uh the July twenty-fifth post by user at Conspiracy Theories, which has gained over fifty-four thousand seven hundred likes, reads: quote, Giant skeletons were found by the thousands, but most were destroyed or thrown in the ocean by the Smithsonian and Vatican. The account has not responded to USA Today's request for comment. Yeah, no kidding. Come on, account. The claim has... Dude, I would...
1: A USA Today, hit me up. <laughs> I'll give you a quote. Okay, the quote.
2: The one-eyed Googling... We could
1: use the PR. The,
2: yeah, seriously. The claim has made its way across the internet in different variations over the years. A similar post appeared in 2015 claiming that the Supreme court ruled that documentation of the giants was to be declassified. Jacksonville.org reported finding the claim to be false. A collection of photographs claiming to show the remains of giant humans also made its rounds in 2004. Snopes reported of course Snopes. How did the hoax start? Yada, yada, yada photos and doctored photos. We know that there's doctored photos out there. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't think that, you know, we, we, we know that there's fake pictures out there of giants. Yeah. And uh, I like how th- there's a, they snuck in this. You know how they sneak in little ads for other articles? This one, mm-hmm. fact check. Scientists didn't create Tyrannosaurus rex embryo with chicken DNA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: fact check. Come on, fact check.
2: <laughs> Where did the images come from? One photo of the giant remains is a manipulated image of a 1993 dinosaur <laughs> dig. <laughs> in niger snopes found the user who shared the photo added a giant skull into the image as the original photo i had saw no the such movie skull.
1: you can't fact check me i saw it
2: <laughs> <laughs> i like right. i love these little fact checks your image doesn't show massive tornadoes it's an edited evolution of one tornado another fact check you and agenda 21 2030 new world order is not a real document are you kidding me their whole <laughs> website has like a giant 2030 plan thing. Anyway. Uh, okay. Another, uh, let me just wrap this up here. The most recent version of the hoax claim that the Smithsonian destroyed thousands of giant skeletons in 2017. Smithsonian magazine reported on a photo of the, a photo of the Cardiff giant that people believe to be true, writing that the giant remains quote, one of the 19th century's America's most famous hoaxes. According to scholar, Michael Petit. Uh, mm-hmm. blah, 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 more fake news, more fake news, archaeological digs story appears on satire and then uh, giant skeleton myth and religion. This is where they try to, you know, really nail people here. Ah, uh, yeah. The discovery of large vertebrae bones were initially misinterpreted as the remains of giant humans. According to a 2017 study in historical biology, quote, the skeletons of Cyclops and lestragons misinterpretations of quaternary vertebrae as remains of the mythical giants from their greek and roman writers such as strabo Philostratus, pliny and many others interpreted the huge skeletons as bodies of the mythological giant antaeus cyclops and others and i didn't know they had a study with this because that was one of the uh points to push back on it was like hey you've all these people these like ancient greek writers including um uh i think josephus wrote about him as well about how they had giant skeletons on display so i didn't realize that the historical biology uh sector there had to do a whole debunk of that to try to you know poo-poo any of those notions right a 2016 study that examined quote correlates the belief in the narrative narrative about the discovery of giant skeleton remains found those who believe uh, believed the myths were quote significantly associated with greater anti-scientific attitudes, mm. stronger new age orientation, greater religiosity, stronger superstitious beliefs, lower openness to experience scores, which okay. And higher neuroticism scores. Uh, Ulrich hmm. Lehner, a Warren professor of theology at the university of Notre Dame said the problem arises when one understands the book of Genesis as a history book with, quote, literal, end quote, information. It's a book of stories conveying a theological message and mistaking the category of a text leads to a complete misunderstanding, Lanier said to an email to USA Today. The Catholic way of reading scripture never clashes with science and reason, while the fundamentalists' reading of scripture demands sacrifice of reason. For us Catholics, however, reason and faith are always in harmony. Liener said a Catholic, therefore, has no problem with either evolution or seeing the story about the giants as a myth integrated into the Bible to emphasize fall and sin, but not as a historical account. Okay. All right. (laughs) Our ruling false. The claim that giant skeletons were found by the thousands and destroyed is rated false because it is not supported by our research. Thank you, USA Today. <laughs> your research has concluded that it is Our false. Research, Our research. research. I know. The myth has been debunked repeatedly throughout the years, and the photos of the giant skeletons have been altered. Outlets that have reported on the giant skeleton have removed the articles and published a retraction. And so uh, there you go. There's your Nephilim update. Although I am curious if they looked into the giant of Kandahar. Do you know about the giant of Kandahar? That's remind it. me. That's the the giant uh, the military allegedly came in contact with oh, in Afghanistan. Right. Yeah. yeah, the fifteen foot giant, and that that's the kind of stuff. It's it's hard to you know find hard proof, but you got people that are you know credible military people coming out and saying it. So either it's a huge psyop to try to keep the lie going that there were never any giants, uh, or it's uh, you know one of those issues that USA Today probably doesn't want to touch because it's a little too freaky out there. Uh, Or they might find, um, you know, that they have to at least consider that all this debunking was for naught. But I find it interesting. Giants back in the news. USA Today putting a whole spotlight on the idea of uh, giants existing, which directly ties to the biblical Nephilim. Nephilim update. Nephilim
4: update. Nephilim update.
1: There we go, folks. Well, that's a show, I think, Gonzo.
2: Yeah. We uh, did
1: it. I'm ready. We did it, and we're only a little bit past time. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I want to give a big old thank you again to our Twitch followers and especially our producers that came in this week remember to thank your producers folks because we wouldn't have the show without them and if you need a reminder that's jan brian kyle spears desert and jack thank you as well as the art from Allie and jay vella and jocelyn you guys are the best so talented we've got the best producers in town gons yep um and so thank you very much if you want to become a producer we need producers for next show uh, the next show will be on Wednesday the 16th that's in a couple days folks remember we'll be going on live sometime between noon and 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time so if you're looking for a, if you're looking for a moment that uh, you've been looking for a sign whether or not you should support the show become a producer this is it please remember us uh, at Patreon.com slash CCNT or Canary slash support.
3: Canary Cry Radio.com slash support.
1: That's right. And we will drop both of those links into the chat, save it for later, or just go there now to uh, become a producer for next episode. Thank you so, so much. Remember to also leave ratings and reviews. We need that. I cannot, we literally cannot tell you how important it is uh, to keep a a nice steady flow of ratings and reviews coming in. Um, But we do know that it is very important. So thank you so much for those leaving reviews, whose names are Peter one pipe, Thank you very much. 777. Jesus loves you. 777 and tinfoil hat man. And I look forward to reading more reviews. You can just search Canary Cry News Talk Apple Podcasts on uh, your browser there. It'll take you right to the show. You can uh, leave a rating and a review there. Uh, Super easy. Thank you very much. Now, remember, you can support the show in a lot of ways, not just financially, but you can also create art, create jingles, create music. We've got a great uh, Canary Cry mixtape coming up at the end of the show, so stick around for that. Or you can simply help share the show, share it on your Facebook, share it on your Twitter, share an episode with a friend, you know, directly tell your friends about it, your family about it. People are waking up and we'll be happy to help them uh, navigate this stream. Strange world, the narrow path of waking up to the truth of this world. And if you need any more instructions, here's what you do you walk right up to him, you grab him by the cage, and then you shake it.
3: That was a canary in the coal mine. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that. Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave a bird alone. Never. The human race will have every opportunity to improve.
0: And if they don't?
3: Ask Noah. That's
1: right just ask you know uh, i want to say Gons, we're getting a lot of praise the uh the stream was clean today not so much buffering no cutoffs no skype disconnections yeah it's finally working all the hard work is paying off i know we still got a couple couple upgrades we're gonna do yeah but hopefully that just makes it even better
2: yeah we uh we are streaming at a lower quality though so ah, that's yeah. part of the reason why that's we're probably that's probably less yeah
1: i'm sure people are happy for the lower quality as long as the buffering stops so thank you for sticking around folks and returning to the show remember subscribe to the podcast feed search canary cry radio and canary cry news talk in your podcatcher and just subscribe you need it do it Uh, the podcast version of the show much better audio quality and it goes up same day as the live stream so if you missed the live stream you can catch the show thank you so so much remember to follow me on twitter basil (laughs) underscore rosewater keep it going my mission to become a mech pilot is still continuing we're making headway that's all because of you guys uh, supporting my my sort of uh, quixotic adventure into the land of twitter okay folks that's all for this episode remember we'll be back on wednesday sometime between 12 and 3 p.m pst that's wednesday the 16th remember to become a producer before then folks thank you so much for listening to this episode of canary cry news talk make sure to tune in next time but until then Think outside the cave.
3: Remember, reality is an illusion. The universe is a hologram. Buy gold. Buy.
1: I want to shake
2: things up, shake things up. I want to shake things up, shake things up. To stir up
0: some controversy. I wanna rattle a few cages. I wanna rattle a few cages. I'm the last
3: angry man. You'll never silence. I'm me. the last angry man. Oh, 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 I'm it. the last dang man. You'll never silence. I'm me. the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. Say thank-